0: episode 307 of texting hosted by myself justin vincent and jason roberts hello jason how are you doing
1: i'm good how about yourself fantastic couldn't be better good good i haven't seen you in uh was about a millennia i know we haven't <laughs> seen each other in a long time
0: yeah so you yeah, um,
1: visibly aged i, I have <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you definitely have <laughs> with all this responsibility you've taken on Mm-hmm.
1: so what's uh what's new with you
0: well, you know, on the way over, I was listening to a great NPR uh, episode. You know, the one that, where they do um, they talk about TEDx. Do you ever listen to NPR? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's just yeah. a TED hour.
0: So he had the, the 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 speaker had a great stat, which is that to give birth to a baby, it's as much information as it would take to fill up you, you take a you take a like a, a ship full of full of um, thumb drives, and then you'd need two thousand ships of those. That's how much data just one baby takes up. I thought that was rather. Mean I mean,
1: what they're like their DNA. Just or? I I I guess I
0: I, I don't know whether it meant, meant more than the DNA because then he went on to say he, they printed Craig Venter's DNA and that fit in you know something like three thousand volumes of, of of books. He wheeled it out on stage and he said, "Look, this is this is Craig Venter."
1: Okay, so that yeah. that well that, I think they've just sequenced his genome. That's right, his so, genome, So yeah. Um, yeah, I actually read I actually read his uh, his biography. Um mm. which I'm blanking on. No, actually say I listened to it. It was one of the few audiobooks that I've actually listened to. Oh yeah. It was good. Uh, A Life Decoded. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Um I yeah, I definitely I would definitely recommend it. That was that was good stuff. Um Yeah, I don't well, his the, the baby's DNA would be the same as his, so you know it would. If it's different, then they must be talking about something else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got a few links about all of this stuff, um, but I guess probably too early to get into that. Go ahead, kind of man. Whatever. It's, well, like, I mean, did you ever read this? CRISPR is on the cusp of eradicating a host of diseases. I mean, we know that no. CRISPR.
1: Well, I know that CRISPR is, was this, you know, big innovation for sequencing, or was it? You could actually manipulate genes. With, yeah. uh, with CRISPR.
0: Oh, yeah, completely. And it, uh, there's this great video that I saw that showed how, how CRISPR works. It's like an animation. So obviously it's not exactly how CRISPR <laughs> works, but, you know, for, like, kids to understand how CRISPR works. It's, uh, for yeah. Justin and kids, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. So it kind of goes in and it, like, it, first of all... It I should cu-
1: say for kids and adults with ADD, right? That's right.
0: <laughs> it cuts out, you know, it cuts out one, one of the strands and then kind of replaces it. It's very nicely done. It's just basically perfect editing. But yeah. um, they they do think that they can get even better, you know, like over time.
1: Well, I hope so. Because we still, we because I, I haven't yet to hear, I've yet to hear of any major disease being cured by CRISPR. It's still kind of early stage. Yeah. Although most, even, even though they come up with uh, genetic cures for stuff like that or genetic treatments, I mean... I mean, they are coming. They do have some genetic treatments for certain diseases, but that stuff takes like what a decade to get through FDA approval. Mm-hmm. So even if even if they did come up with something, it'd be a long time before we'd it'd be actually effective. So we've just population. got to live long enough. That's well. That's what Kurzweil says, that's right? That's point. Like, yeah. His 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 big uh, point is like, if you can just live long enough to the point where they keep extending your life, then effectively, then you know you will be at the point of the curve where you just keep benefiting from that yeah there's something my buddy uh, uh Mitchell sent to me he, he's a friend of mine from high school he he's he's always a he's a huge fan of all the longevity stuff and so whenever there's some new longevity breakthrough whatever I get an email yeah <laughs> you know from him and one of it was something the trials it was like a life extension treatment and they're and they' are doing it on uh, they, it was successful in mice and now they're gonna train on dogs or something I've like
0: got it. that one right okay. here early results of human trials for anti-aging um, are very promising. Um, if, the rel- if the relative effects that were seen in mice could be replicated to humans, it will result in a 60-year-old with the physique of a 20-year-old.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, what's the... Uh... Well, what's the time horizon on that? Is this something that's like 20 years off or four or five or what are they talking about?
0: I don't know. Well, well, I don't know right now because I'm just looking at the link and the kind of- (laughs) Because you didn't actually read it. The cliff notes. (laughs) No, I did read it. I did read it. But as we've discussed many times, I don't have that kind of uh, memory that you have where you can just kind of dip in and pull out the facts. Okay. So I just got to pull out the facts that I think are relevant at the time that I'm reading it. Okay. Hey, but,
1: you at least read some links, so like you're look, you're, you're up on me. By, it's going to be March. in the show notes,
0: okay? So okay. you know, whoever wants to, who to oh, check good. that out, they can.
1: What well, well so, what do you remember about it? Come on, tell me what you remember. So this this, this is interesting. Because all I re- all he sent me, I and mean, it was like two three paragraphs. They didn't say much.
0: Oh well, I think I've already I think I've already discussed discussed it with you before. Like I think it was part of the one where they they got the. Um, the the parts of your cells that were dead already that were cl- clogging up the system, right? You know, right. It, it got them to like commit suicide, and it's then like the, a, the body would just naturally push them out,
1: like draino for your uh, system, yeah, like they yeah, had all exactly. junk. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that was essentially like the. Uh, but there was there was another one as well. Since we're on the subject, um, uh, did you read that that one in the New Yorker? A, a pill to make exercise obsolete.
1: No, I although. That sounds like something which would attract your attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like now that is now that is catnip for Justin. I right mean, now that like, is this
0: this is clickbait
1: the, for Justin.
0: If it wasn't for the fact that like at the end of your life you're covered in tumors, I would totally do it. Okay. But uh, you know, so 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 far, um, I mean, it's available and it is it is being used. The reason why it's available is because in the initial research they make the they make the compound you know public knowledge um but but basically what it does is um mimicking the effect of endurance exercise on the on the gene par delta so basically you put this in and it makes your body think that you've just run a 25 mile marathon (laughs) so your body so your body thinks that it's done a crap load of exercise and starts like putting in um you know all the kind of chain reactions and the amino acids and all the different things that happen after that it basically does that so it kind of skips it skips that whole exercise
1: it would strike me that when you exercise there are you know especially like aerobic exercise there are a lot of other things that happen that are positive for your body i mean one of it is your um you're getting your your heart rate up Mm -hmm. breathing out um and getting getting your cardiovascular system working burning a ton of calories yeah Yeah. also the stress reduction also the strengthening of so it's like it may my guess is it would only be able to mimic some piece of that right
0: well basically it triggers biochemical changes that take place when people train for a, a something like a marathon okay. changes that have substantial health benefits so yeah it obviously doesn't give you you know everything but it does kind of put it does make your body think that you've done that <clears throat> and as a result your body kind of starts you
1: know rebuilding itself <laughs> <laughs> what you needed one is to is to get your wife to think you did it <laughs> <That's true. laughs> <laughs> like, she's like wow justin yeah. do you look like you just really worked out hard <laughs> you just run a marathon yeah yeah, yeah i totally
0: did it was uh... but i feel this is interesting and you know it's already people are already using it because it's available like oh. you know like it's already for example in all the doping tests they always check for it it's it's nickname is 516
1: oh you know another one that uh phil sent me was um it was this uh myostatin inhibitor Oh yeah. Hear about that one? No, no. Okay, so myostatin is an enzyme um, that limits muscle growth, so you don't become over muscled. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, and it's a rare genetic disorder that it's like one in a million people have or something. um, And when they just extremely muscled, even without working out much, Mm. and they burn a lot more calories because they have so much, you know. And like, um, yeah. Anyway, it's 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 rare. Um, and and, uh, and so a myostatin inhibitor, some of it would means that you would not you are inhibiting the muscle growth inhibitor, right? Mm. So you can and I think they said it would last like up to eighteen months or something like. So that, sort of or? like
0: conceptually with the way you think of steroids, like
1: yeah, it was a similar thing. Well, yeah, I mean steroids is I mean different depending on the steroid you're talking about. They do different things. I mean there's growth hormone, there's testosterone, there's testosterone things, there's stuff like... Uh, I mean, I don't even know. There's all these different types of um, of uh, steroids. I mean, some of them are just make it so that you can recover much more quickly so, mm-hmm. so that you can work out the same muscle like every day. Yeah. And work much harder instead of having to wait through four days. But um, this would actually be probably much, much more effective and probably have, you know, no side effects. I mean... Theory, there's something else that I don't
0: have a link to, but I remember reading about it where they can somehow... Um, like inject you and create that part of your fat to turn into brown fat cells.
1: Oh, which is the kind, the good kind of fat? Yeah, so basically, the so you could get that
0: injection, so you wouldn't have to do anything. You'd, you'd lose all your weight. Then you take the exercise injection. You don't have to do anything, and it makes you think you've done a marathon. And then you take your anti-aging drugs... And it makes you look like a 20-year-old. Take your
1: stand inhibitor to so like a well-muscled 18-year-old. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's a lot of 20-year-olds like walking <laughs> around who are not muscular or athletic-looking at all, right? So you don't want to look like a, a you know, a weakling, mm. you know, unmuscled 20-year-old. So you got to look like a... We're, we're, it looks like we're moving into
0: an interesting yeah, period where... So, yeah.
1: We'll be in the kill zone pretty soon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, I'll be able to dunk. Right, yeah, all, all your dreams will come true. Yep. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh... Yeah. Did you watch Future Man? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, because <laughs> so you you had asked you 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 texted. It was yesterday. Uh, was it was maybe yesterday day, the the day before. before you said that yeah. I had to watch it. Like you you were cracking up. Future Man on Hulu. You said that you were laughing out loud uh, multiple times. Yes. During the show. And what do you thought? What you didn't think it was funny? Okay. So I watched it and I was like, I was excited. Then I was like, yeah, I gotta I gotta check my expectations because I'm gonna get over. Uh, okay. I'm expecting it to be too high, and I'm gonna be like, yeah. this sucks, Justin. What are you talking about? Okay. Um. I thought it was pretty good. I okay. didn't think it w- it wasn't like Silicon Valley funny. It didn't make you laugh? No, I'm not saying it did make me laugh, but it wasn't <laughs> Silicon Valley funny, right? To me, it wasn't it wasn't that okay. level of cleverness yeah. and that funny. Um but it was pretty the, this the first episode was only okay. I, we got done watching it and I watched two episodes last night. Yeah. And um, I told her, I said, you know, Justin says it's really funny. We should give it. He said it's my, he signed me, signed it as homework for me for the show. So, and she's like, <laughs> okay, fine. And so watch the first one. And I'm like, ah, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know. I should, and I, I said, oh, she asked me what I thought. And I said, well, I think it's good enough to warrant a second episode. And so right. watched the second episode. And the second episode was funnier than the first. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um,
1: not that the first wasn't funny, but also I know one thing I know about comedies is that sometimes it takes a few to a handful to get into their kind of almost their frequency, their humor frequency.
0: Right, right. right.
1: I mean, like it almost took like a season to get into the rest of Development. Rusted Development was so much different than anything else that I'd ever seen that I just didn't get the joke for a while. Yeah, and then I got it, and then I was like, "Oh my God, this is hilarious!" Yeah, you know. And I think when I tell people about Silicon Valley, I'm like, "Okay, listen, it's going to take you a few episodes, even towards the end of the first season, before you really, before you really get it. It's like almost like an acquired taste or something." But then when you get to the second or third season and you're just dying.
0: Yeah, I was worried about like overselling it. But at the same time, I was sitting there as I was as I was slacking you, I was oh uh, Skyping you um by text. I don't slack you, man. I, I was But just, I do Skype you. I was just <laughs> I was literally in hysterics because I don't know, the pa- the the whole power up like just when I was typing to you, the power up thing came on screen and I'm like, oh my god, that is so
1: funny. Power up? I don't think I've seen that. Oh, one.
0: you you did. He walks into the Anyway, well, we, you don't want you don't like giving plot lines away. We'll talk well, about. Well, we don't
1: nothing. want to give the yeah. I don't want I don't want to give it away. So I so. I, what, what do
0: you think of the character Wolf?
1: Oh, wolf. <laughs> wolf is the the is the female Wolf. No, it's the
0: guy. Guy, what's yeah. the, It's it's basically so there's, there's the lead fema, the female what's her name there's the lead character who's who's the guy from Hunger Games. Future man, yeah. Yeah, future man. He's the he's then the, there's short the girl guy. who's the, the lead the girl who's got purple hair and then there's Wolf. Wolf. Wolf.
1: Yeah, Wolf is pretty funny. He's. He's yeah, I, I thought it was I, I thought it was it's pretty good. I I I'm gonna give it a few more episodes right, and see. Right. I'll, I'll at least give it another couple episodes yeah. and see. You know, yeah. The thing is now there's so much so many good shows on yeah. that you, you have to um you have to really decide whether this is something you want to commit to. Because I've we've started bailing on shows. I used to have this sort of O C D thing, like we gotta watch it at the end. Yeah. But you know, like I we used to watch Blacklist, you know, that one with um Oh God! What's his name? Oh, I name? don't
0: like that show. I I, I like the first two episodes, but then I realized it was just the same every show.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but um, what's, what's the main actor's name? Is he his what's
0: daughter? That? Is that his daughter or not? Like, yeah. Just,
1: you just, only watched two episodes. Yeah, not
0: much. But I know no. the one. Um, uh,
1: it's that 80s actor. Oh. I can't look on a, I'm of the same. Yeah, anyway, right. I, yeah. I watched it for, we watched it for probably a few seasons, and, and then yeah. I was just kind of like, I don't know, I can't do it. It was kind of like 24. It's like, let me guess, Jack Bauer's going to storm another. How many Embassies can the guy storm? Some, oh, we got a phone call here.
0: Some shows are just the same, like, you know, same formula. Yeah. Blind Spot. I've been watching that for like on three, season three now, and it kind of is pretty much the same, same, same,
1: yeah. same stuff. Um, you know, one one that looked really funny to me, but that doesn't have very high ratings. I'm on IMDb. Is uh, Ghosted? Oh, I haven't seen it. That looks really funny. Um, the one guy is from. There's a couple of comedians. Well, I don't know. I live. Since I've seen it, but that one. That, like I was looking at that. You know, and there was. It was like oh, what of, people of Earth? Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. That's not on my to do list. That was the aliens. The three different type of aliens. They had commercials for. I it. I mean, and, uh,
0: the reason why Future Man appealed to me is because it's like it's really silly humor. You know, and yeah. but I think it was meant to be a film because it kind of feels like it might be stretched out a little bit too much, really? like, may, you know, once you've seen like a lot of episodes, you know.
1: How many uh, have you seen? I uh, did the whole season. Oh wow, you just binged it, huh? Pretty much, yeah. Did you watch in like two days? Yeah, a couple, uh, maybe three <laughs> evenings. <laughs> How many episodes are there? Uh, twelve or something. Well, speaking of shows, X Files season eleven is coming out in November, and yeah, in January.
0: And it has the. The actual people.
1: It has David Duchovny and um, uh, what's her name. What are they going to um, do?
0: It's so it's on. it's just so crazy that aliens haven't been proven to be real yet. I mean,
1: well, they were supposed to take over the world in 2012. Remember? But 2012 came and got went. So I don't really sure what <laughs> what have that plot line. I don't know. But remember they had that little shortened season, season six last year.
0: I no no. You didn't really. watch that? Not really. I I, I wasn't a big X fan.
1: Okay. What? Excuse me? I'm yeah. sorry. That's blasphemy. <laughs> uh, I just it just wasn't a big <laughs> oh, thing for me. God. So anyway, well, uh season oh I'm blank, blanking on her name. But anyway, it's coming up season and uh in January, so I was excited about that. Oh. Justice League. You see that? Uh yeah, I I think
0: I did, but I can't remember. I think I did.
1: You think you saw Justice League? It only came out like two just, weeks ago, just, a week ago. Oh then no. That's the movie. Okay, no. Did you see Donna Justice? So you're not, you know, you don't see a lot of movies though, do you?
0: I mean, I do once they're on Netflix. But you guys don't
1: go out to see movies. No. Wasn't it that, you uh, George Georgia doesn't like to see go to movie theaters ever since that. She mass, doesn't, yes. Yeah, ever the, since that mass <laughs> killing in a movie theater like four I or five know. years ago, she refuses to go to movie theaters? Now we,
0: the, the, like, I, I pray to God every day, please don't have any kind of mass killing anywhere because.
2: It's off I limits mean, after that?
0: Obviously it's, it's terrible in its own right. But for example, someone put a, put a bomb in the Cheesecake Factory in Pasadena and we can't go to pa- Cheesecake Factory anymore.
1: They put a bomb there?
0: Yeah, don't you remember?
1: Oh, there was a... Not yeah, so, really, wasn't there? Yeah, it was, it was like a...
0: someone put like a... Threw in a like a plastic bag with a bomb or something. And it like blew off and smoked up the place. When was that? Like last year
1: or something. Oh, really? So you guys can't go to cheese fight characters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go to movie theaters. You can, I'm like, to, can you go to Las Vegas? When something like that comes on the news, I'm
0: like... You I'm like covering like, it up like nothing, nothing to Can see. you go to Las Vegas? Um, We don't. We wouldn't anyway. So, but, but that's off limits. Too, I mean, I we would go to. No, I, I think. Can we can't you
1: go to a music concert? We can't
0: go to a country music concert in Las <laughs> Vegas. <Astatus. laughs> uh. <laughs> that's great. Okay, so what else you got? Um, well, I'm trying to see whether I should say about the fact that I've purchased 500 OMG coin or whether I should talk about the article that I got published on Forbes.
1: All right, whatever. You go. Well, let's do it in that order. You bought 500. Dollars, five hundred coins or five hundred dollars worth?
0: Five hundred coins, yeah. How no. many dollars is that?
1: Um six dollars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, it was kind of it was about uh I think it was like three thousand six hundred or something for that you many. Coins. I aver- well, I averaged in. I didn't I didn't just buy them all in one go.
1: Okay, so why why? I just thought about
0: off? it. Well, because you know you know where I go, um okay, so you know your 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 relationship and Dom, you know you and Dom, right? Mm-hmm. I've been looking for something like that. <laughs> I've been, I've been randomly speaking to people and saying, "Hey, do you know anything about Bitcoin? I've been looking for someone who was a geek." And it turned out that my uh my trainer was the guy who I do strength training with every week. Mm-hmm. So his
1: super
2: slow his, his
0: whole family are like obsessed with with crypto, and so is he and his his dad has done extremely well with crypto. Okay? So um, you know, it, we were talking about OMG and he was telling me basically the the plan, and that his his dad went in Bitcoin early, went in Ethereum early, and and is now om you know is now in OMG. Okay. So he's he's done extremely well with with all of them, and OMG um, is the one that they like because it's already it's undervalued because it's got the long term plan is is for it to be this uh it's a decentralized currency exchange token. You, okay. you, you know what I mean? And um, it's developed by this company called Omise Go that are um, an Asian company that already have, that already do payment processing for tens of thousands of people. Okay. And um, they're just basically using this and going to make this their core, their core technology. And it's going to have a nice, have you heard of proof, proof of stake?
1: A uh, little bit. I mean, I don't know. So, so this I, is I know, like, where it, if you where
0: would... own the coin, you basically can get some payback through owning the coin. You know what I mean? Okay. so that's another part of this is that um, you know the theory is is that the network will be so busy that the people who own the coins will get p- payment and that will bring value to the coin in its own right right So the coin will have like two levels of value like the just the kind of the holding value and the and the kind of dividends type of value right um, so yeah so I, I like that I like that thesis and um, that's why I've been trying to you know get as many as I can and I've moved up to 500. That said, I've been watching what what's happening, and what it's really interesting to me that it's got such a good story. Oh, the other thing is I joined I joined this community called Crypto Surge. Mm-hmm. so there's like a thousand people who are trading, more than a thousand people are trading on this Slack community, Crypto Surge. and I, I've been like inquiring about different coins, and like OMG is one that is just well regarded by everyone. You know, it's like they believe that this time next year it's going to be like about a hundred. That's that's the hundred dollars. Yeah, that's the joke. What's it now? It's it's now um, uh, eight like eight bucks.
2: Okay. That's the general consensus. Okay.
0: And the and the reason why is because um, of the roadmap and the releases and they're going to be releasing this you know the whole kind of plasma network proof of stake stuff which is going to be released you know by right. the by the end of this year in January or whatever. Um, so I was interested, but what I notice is that it keeps on bouncing between like a, a seven fifty and an eight fifty. And it just doesn't go. It, it sometimes it'll go down to seven. So I'm now kind of thinking, hmm, if it hits a nine, maybe I should just sell it to tether USDT, and then wait for it to go back down to seven fifty, and then buy, and just try and you know play it range, a little. It's called range trading. Yeah, try and do that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's because it's not really going to go down. The reason why it's not going to go down is because it's got this roadmap for the for the next year. It's by the it's by this really big company. So it's kind of it's kind of at its bottom. So I think you could range trade it. Range trade? Range trade, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Now, you know, here, over the next year you, or so. Okay, so I'm, you know, I'll say a couple of things that you probably know already, but obviously anything can go down. So right, right. it could go down to zero. Right. Um, you know, um, just... Just so like Bitcoin could go down to that's zero. That's right. So don't put any money in there you can't afford to lose. Well, I've already say. done that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's only yeah. money that you can afford. I would say, don't put any money there that George is going to be pissed if she finds out you lost.
0: She'll be pissed, but, you know. Okay,
1: then you're that, playing with money. You're going to stress you yes, out. So you got to be right. careful with that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you see that there are like levels where people are interested in selling and interested in buying. So if it gets above a certain point and people tend to buy, sell at that level, there's a lot, you know, then it's like, you know, usually you can put some sell orders in there. And if, it's, if there's some resistance levels, like call some levels that people are just... You know, wherever it gets down here, there are buyers, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, I don't really like technical analysis. People draw these lines and stuff, uh, and I feel like there's sort of like astrology bullshit, but there are things where you can tell where there are buyers and where there are sellers. And if there are a lot of buyers at a certain level, it's all probability. So when you have, when you tend to have buyers at a certain level, you can probably play that as a potential resistance. Now, it doesn't mean that sentiment can't change and it can go through the floor, but you know it's 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 a tends to be a higher probability thing, so you could do that, yeah I mean if you're interested trading, I don't know if that's really your thing or not, but
0: well not not like every day I'm just waiting I've kind of got a number like I know what I put in, and I've got a number that i'm gonna sell when I see it kind of when I see it peak and then come down a bit, then i'm gonna sell basically mm-hmm. but what you know that number that I'm looking for is um uh, i guess like nine bucks. Something like that, that's what and I'm going so to start thinking At some to think
1: point, it. it's going to go to 100, as you say, if you think it's going well, to happen. How are you going to know when it's up to going to 100, when it's just... So when it goes to 9 and it starts falling again? No, no. What so means? so
0: what, if it just keeps on going up to 100, then I'm just going to ride it. Well, that's fine. okay,
1: but if you, but you said it's going to come to 9, you're going to sell. So when, when, no, I'm you not going, going to sell if...
0: at 9. What I'm going to do is I'm going to watch it and see when it starts to go. That's why I kind of want it to hit a high, quite a high number. So I wanted to see it do that curvy thing where it starts to go down. You know, and it, you, it's pretty substantial. It's pretty obvious that it's going to go okay. down. So, so and here's I... the
1: thing, though. When you, when you do that, so it's it's sometimes it's really hard to know if it's going to, even if it's range trading, if it's going to drop at nine or maybe there's a resistance. Maybe there's because the sort sort kind of support and resistance levels. Resistance on, on the high end. So, is a resistance at eight seventy five or nine ten or whatever it's go. And sometimes you you might set your levels just. Too high, and you just miss it. You're like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. And so, and if you put it too low, and you're like, well, I'm gonna put my resistance at 850, and then it just keeps going up to nine, nine twenty, and then you freak out and sell. So, a, kind of a better way to distribute the risk out there is you put in like three or four orders, each at a slightly higher level. So instead of putting like four hundred dollars worth at one level, you put a hundred dollars at four progressively levels. So if it doesn't go all the way up, at least you got some of it.
2: Got you it. You see what I'm it. saying? Yeah.
1: And you can do the same thing on the bottom side. You can see they're called stacking your orders. Mm, okay. It's a it's a little more of a uh, management issue because now you gotta keep
2: then track you've got to of them. Then you gotta spend time doing it, yeah. Well I'm
1: just saying, I mean, if 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 you're gonna trade trade for not I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like it sometimes it can be hard to do things right. Well, the
0: not. only reason why I want to do it is because I want to grab a bit more. Uh, you know, on its way to uh to to the hundred in in theory. You know, I would just want to grab a bit more if I can, um, because I do notice this pattern, and it just seems like, you know, it has a general trend of going up.
1: How long has it been following that pattern?
0: Um, I suppose at this stage, two two months.
1: See, that's see, that'd be a pretty good probability in the short term, like you play, because, you know, this 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 hundred dollar thing could be a fantasy, yeah. in which case yeah. it never happens. In which yeah. case, if you're you're like, hey man, I just range traded it, and you know, I'm you you could make you know a few thousand dollars range trading over the next three months, or yeah. it could be range trading and then. You lose money in the short term because you put your levels up and it starts going north, and then you cover that. But then if it, you're just like, all right, now we're on for the real ride, and I have I'm long well, for it. Right.
0: The way I think about it is, is it's it seems like quite a quite difficult. This is going to sound bad to say, but it seems quite difficult to lose in the sense that once it's in tether, once it's in U.S. dollar tether, which by the way is kind of cool in its own concept. Um, basically, U.S. dollar tether. For, any, for listeners who don't know. Um, for every single crypto USDT, there is one dollar in the bank, theoretically. Mm -hmm. Now, the company is slightly sketchy. We don't know 100% for sure that that's true, but it's it's the Bitfinex um, exchange. Um, They're the biggest exchange, right? Mm,
1: I don't know about that.
0: I think they do the most volume, but um, their partner company owns this USDT. So the the, the main point is is it doesn't lose value because it's the dollar. Every one of those is $1. So, like, you know, if, if you're unlike trading crypto to crypto, which is you're kind of trading crazy to crazy, <laughs> at least this way, you're trading something stable to crazy. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it's less of a, you know, un, un, unless the USDT goes, you know, that all dies and it just, you know, kaplunks because they find out that it's a scam. Mm-hmm. But as
1: long as that is legit. Well, that's, that's why you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Right. Because exactly. you know, there are a lot of people who sit on the sidelines and they're like, you know, this cryptocurrency is bullshit. And, uh, but there was a lot, in the long term, it may be. But in the short term, there was a lot of opportunity to make a lot of money. Right? So here's like thing <sighs> no, let's, let's not argue with that. Let's not argue with no. this bullshit now, But I'm just saying. Yeah. So you'll see that over time, that even if long term, because long term, as I say, like over the long term, we're all dead. Right, but long term, everything goes to zero in the long term, right? Well,
0: look at what Bitcoin's done over the long term. Well, that's what I'm saying. When we first started talking about
1: it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm but I'm, but I'm just saying is, so what you want to do is, um, even if you think there's no legitimacy to something like this, but there is an opportunity to make money in the short term. Make money in the short term. Yeah. Spread your bets. You know, do that kind of stuff. I mean, that's. I don't like, for instance i'm i don't know i'm 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 semi-agnostic about some of the bitcoin stuff but i see there's a lot of volatility and a lot of and, and there's opportunity to make money well know? it's the
0: volatility that's that's the opportunity that's, right. that's, like, that's and, and trade, crazy yeah, that's what i'm like saying. you don't get that in in the in the kind of forex you know stuff
2: like, yeah
1: but and a lot of people said the other thing i was going to say too is like you got to be careful about people who've done well over the past because if you just put money anything. You've you been on two or three things. They went up. That could just be luck. Yeah, yeah. It's not a big agreed. sample space. So it's I like know, back it's in the two thousands when everybody made money. Everybody was a dot com millionaire. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then as soon as it started to go down, everybody lost money because those people really knew how to trade. They just bought. I bought something went up. I bought something went up. Andy bought it went down short term. I just hold it a little longer and then it goes up again, right? Mm-hmm. And then it started to go sideways and down. And all those people lost a ton of money and they never came back because they really did not trade. They just got lucky. Yeah. So the thing you have to think about this is people who are making money. Who made money over the past year? It's like, especially if they're mo- if they're just trading alongside, long they're just buying stuff. There's a high pretty pretty good probability that it's just luck. They don't really know what they're doing, and mo- especially those people who've never traded before. And it's really dangerous too because what happens is if people they 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 make money and everything goes long and they get really cocky, but they really don't have any skills. And that's one of the most dangerous combinations, right? People are cocky and they put and, and and they have no skills and they have made a lot of money on it, so then they just hold on, and then things can crash. So you you kind of want to stay sort of nimble, and be able to trade both sides. You, you need know? to you need to kind of come out at some point. You don't want to leave
0: everything in yeah, Bitcoin. You, yeah, exactly. You, you need to, 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 to keep turning it into into real money. Yeah, I you mean,
1: know? you know, I mean, I, I did that. I took out half of what we made last year right. into cash. Um, you know, it was so I I needed to pull it out to fund uh, Math Academy primarily, um, but. Um, yeah. Anyway, nice. I would just say, spread your bets. Yep. Don't, don't just listen to what people are saying and sentiment. That's a really dangerous thing to do. Is just listen to what other people are saying. You gotta to need to make your, your own research and come up with your own strategies and do what you're gonna do. Um, but only trade what you can afford to lose. Because you, that said, you could you, you know there's, good, there's always a chance you can make you can do really well. Yeah. But you know if you trade if you trade more than well, you can afford I'm not to expecting
0: lose, to do what you've done because I don't have someone like Dom actually trading for me. So. Right. You know, that's going to just, that, that's a, a one in a billion scenario, your scenario. It's very strange.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but, you know, I just wanted, I didn't want to, I just wanted to be in there, you know, to, yeah. to, to be yeah. in a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's fine. I think it's, I think it's fine Being in a little bit. I'm just saying, just make sure you don't yeah. overextend yourself. Because if it does crash at some point, you want to be like, oh, that was really bad. Oh, I, Yeah, I'm <laughs> not putting any more in. I'm not putting any more cash in. Because you were putting in a couple of things, right? It wasn't just that you're buying, for a while you were just buying Bitcoin, and something else. Well, I you? had
0: like this is the crazy thing. I had seven bitcoins. So Wait, right now,
1: I'd but do. you were just every month scaling and buying a few different things. Yeah. So,
0: a- so I I was doing that, but I I traded that up for the OMG in the first place. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah I was putting in just a small amount, like you know 100 bucks a month or something. Okay. Yeah. But I everything that I'd saved up that way, I've put into OMG. Right. So we'll see. Oh, see what happens. and then
1: if it goes down, it could be like, oh my God, what did I do? I know.
0: Well, there's the, there's the other piece of like you know having because now it's worth about four thousand ish. So there's the you know the other piece of like what's worth four thousand by the OMG that I've got. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like I was I had it on the exchange, but then I was like,
2: I don't know if
0: I should keep it on the exchange because you don't quite know what's going to happen. So then I had to get a hard wallet. So I got the uh, the Ledger Nano S hard wallet, uh-huh. and I've got everything you know sent over to there. But that's nice because you can see. On you know, scan Ether scan, you can plug in your address and you can see, okay, this is this is what I've got. This is the this is the amount that it's worth right now, you know. Yeah. yeah. Kind of going up and down. It's a, it's a fun little space. I like it, you know.
1: Well, crypto. Yeah. yeah. Well remember you were, it was um it's like four three years ago or four years ago and we were doing a show. We were doing that. Th- yeah. I remember we were doing your apartment before you moved into that gatehouse and before we went. So this was like two places oh, yeah. back.
0: Two places back. Wow. That's and wild. Uh,
1: okay. and there was that guy who was like a, I don't know if he was a business school professor at NYU or he just. Oh, and he was saying Bitcoin, go, be, it'll, it'll be 10 bucks. Within, like, by the end of the year. Yeah. And we were laughing. About like, and <laughs> I, I would really like to see what
0: he says right
1: now. <laughs> like, well, uh, you're off a little, just by a little bit. Oh
0: my God. All um, right, so what
1: else? What else is, what's the other thing you want to talk about? You said you something.
0: Oh, I got an article on Forbes.
1: Oh, right. So tell me, So you, you were telling me there's a thing where you pay for. So,
0: so Forbes have a – this is a very clever plan on their part, right? So, so I was able I, – I, Justin Vincent, was able to publish an article on Forbes and can actually publish up to 12 articles a year on Forbes.
1: Because – so explain the thing. You pay So them. they
0: basically have this thing called the – they have a number of different councils in different domains. So they have, like, the Technology Council. So they basically approach people who are CTOs of companies that have more than two million in revenue, and they say, you know, you can be on our technology council. Yeah. And if you if you if you join our technology council, you pay us fourteen hundred a year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know you you will. There's a whole bunch of other services that you get, like different concierge type stuff, and you know price points and introductions to other concierge, uh, other council members, things like that. But one of the per- one of the perks that you get is that you can have the chance to publish, you know. So it still goes through the same review and editorial process, and it's kind of difficult to get it on. Mm-hmm. It has to be good, but at least at least they'll they'll guarantee you to kind of look at it and uh, publish it. So it's quite clear, publish it if it's good, and they'll they'll pass run it past their editors. So they have a group of editors who, who look at it and, it and change it. And that's and so you said you you read it and you said it doesn't sound like me, and.
1: That's kind of the Well first of all, there were no grammatical errors or Well I... <laughs> I was like, okay, this is and I've edited a number of your pieces, and this is not <laughs> just Vincent special. <laughs> well, they,
0: they 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 do they just kind of like I, I guess any of the writing that's that may be my trademark style, you know, where I'll do it in a certain way. Which might be <laughs> grammatically incorrect. <laughs> they kind of take it out until so they it in, clean it up, turn it into normal it speak. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's 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 sort of like you know, if 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 there was a hundred percent Justin, they kind of like turn it into ninety percent Justin. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll kind of smooth off the edges. Okay. But that but the first part, the research part. I mean, I I put a lot much more effort into this one than I do into normal ones. So that's the reason why there was so much evidence-backed stuff. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it you know, as you read through it, it's like. Okay, this looks really well researched and like there's a lot of evidence behind mm-hmm. it, um, which I don't normally do because normally I just write off the top of my head, you know. But um, basically, the piece is uh, it's about um, you know, tech. If you want if you want technology in the American school system, technology's not enough. You know, there's there's more to it than that, and the whole piece Training was about that. Training and stuff, yeah. and creating culture, and around. which is basically what modern teacher does. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it was really just showing kind of in a way, kind of highlighting...
1: Those a PR piece for... Kind of, pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> PR piece for one Teacher. But I, I do still have to get, you know, I do, do still have to try and push out another 11, you know, over the year. And they can be about anything. So I've got various different ideas. But, um,
1: yeah. How, how is Modern Teacher going?
0: Great. Really, really good. We're in, we're in like, uh, over 70 school districts at this point. Good. Um, you know, we our, our software isn't actually used by students per se. It's used by... District heads and by by the teachers of the schools, but if you just look at the number of students that it reaches, we're over a million students at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, you know we're at like a thousand schools, kind of thing, you know, or over a thousand schools. Wow. Um, so. So you and I remember nice while
1: thing. you 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 guys just start outsourcing development. We're hire a bunch of developers down our dev shops down in Mexico. How's that working out?
0: Yeah. Well, so we we when you say hire, like outsourcing. It was more like we were hiring a team. Yeah, to a, it's our team. Yeah, they're, I understand.
1: But they actually a dev shop down there. Yeah, we kind still of, work with those guys. Yeah. So the dev shop manages them, but then you work with the developers. The, the
0: dev way? shop doesn't manage them. We manage them.
1: So they're more like almost like a hiring. It's it's basically our crew. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, they're they're 100% managed by us.
1: Oh. Okay. You know. How is that working out? Great. Great. How do you communicate with them? Through through Skype, or just. Slack. just, just like they all speak English, but well, yeah, enough. yeah,
0: perfect, yeah. They speak perfectly? Not perfect English, but pretty good. Okay. I mean, so basically it's they're just like having other normal stuff. Okay. You know? Um we've we have we did have four, we're down to three now. Okay. So we've got three, Alex and me, and then myself and Laura run it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, you and Al who's Alex?
0: Alex. You know Alex, my my long term dev. Okay. Know? So he's he's like a stateside in Seattle. Okay. Working for Modern Teacher, and then we've got three Mexican guys. Okay. Um, and then myself and Laura run that team. Okay. Yeah. Well, what is Laura? You're the CTO. She's kind of like the product um, manager. Manager. Yeah.
1: I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: it's going. It's going very nicely. Um,
1: and it's all built during using PHP and Laravel and. Mm-hmm.
0: This. This. The. What so you- remember the old system system that we used to have where we had servers and classrooms and it was like ridiculously distributed system. Yeah. Yeah. So. The new because we don't need we don't have the same needs for the real time. You're not
1: delivering content and video anymore locally. We
0: we, we yeah we no not locally. We still do deliver some video and stuff, but it's just we don't need to have this real time Node.js type stuff. So the whole thing simplified, you know, massively. The
1: well, because that whole business Amazon changed, costs right? Massively. I mean, the business changed, right? Because before right. it was like it was delivering content to the classroom. It was in classroom, yeah, in classroom. But now that's not classroom stuff anymore. No. It's more administrative stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. No, exactly. it's like regulations and stuff like that
0: uh that wouldn't be a good pitch uh it's not really that it's it's more like it's more like a a plan to roll out it what we do is we convert um classic learning environments into modern learning environments so that's that's everything that's like the whole school it's like it's all of the it's the technical infrastructure. It's kind of the software that you choose. It's the curriculum, like modern curriculum, the styles of curriculum, the way that the classrooms are laid out. Like you know, you know, we have like large sections of of um, training about how the old version of a classroom used to be a teacher up at the front, and the new version of a classroom is like a blended classroom. You have that there is no kind of whiteboard. The kind of the kids are just sitting in pods. Workshop. Yeah. Model. So it, it's it's every aspect of creating a modern learning environment not just technology, you know. It, it even includes things like recommendations for how much screen time you should have and how important it is to not have screen time, you know. So it's it's just every type, every piece. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. So what
0: else? Okay. Well, we're going to have to get into you at some point. Well, I've got the whole Nugget 3.0 thing. Okay, what's Nugget 3.0? All right. Okay, Just we'll just do this quickly and then we'll get into your stuff. So, um, okay, so I'm not doing just a course anymore for nugget remember the last last yeah, time we spoke, well, was yeah that was course. nugget 2.0 okay so i've decided that i want to do what i wanted to do originally which is to create a platform so it's going to be a course but that's going to be part of it so basically nugget 3.0 is going to be a bit it's kind of like like a social network in a way um so there's going to be you you can sign up for free and you're going to get access to three thousand raw ideas so all the Mechanical Turk ideas that I've, I've ever had are going to be available for free, except for the ones that I've picked out as premium, and have done analysis on, okay. and those are going to be the premium ones. So there's going to be yeah. like five hundred the goods. golden nuggets. The golden nuggets, right? <laughs> so it's like five hundred golden nuggets. Is that, that really a
1: thing or not? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> I no, I think it should be. I think it no. should call them the golden nuggets.
0: No, they're just uh, just premium <laughs>
1: versus the plain old nuggets.
0: <laughs> so you, so yeah, and you'll be able to log in directly with you know when you get to a site and it shows you know Google, Facebook, and you mm-hmm. can click mm-hmm. that and get straight in. So you'll be able to get straight in, but then also. There's another free tool that I'm going to put in there, which is called, which is a, a momentum tracker, because basically, as we've discussed many times, like the number one reason why people fail, and it's not just us. I mean, I've seen this in, in, because uh, they don't do shit. Liter- people just stop. <laughs> they just stop doing stuff. <laughs> they just stop. Yeah. So I've built this little tool where you can check in every day. And basically, a really simple calculation, it gives you a momentum score. So so this system has two scores. One is karma, so if you're helpful on the site, just like with Hacker News, you can build your karma and grow your karma. But then you can also have a momentum score. So you can keep track of, you know, you wanna keep a good momentum score. So the momentum score is basically, if you check in seven days a week for four weeks, okay, you've got the max momentum score. You've done something, you've moved forward every day. So you've got a momentum score of seven. So that's your highest. Yeah. So basically but if you check in like three days a week for the every day for the last four weeks, then you have a momentum score. Of and it three. sets
1: up every week or
0: it's it no, you check in every day and it but it, it, it just averages over the last four weeks. Okay. So it can kind of go up and down. But it's kind of has the additional benefit as you're talking with other members on the site, you can see, Okay, this guy's a, a waste of space. He's only got a momentum score of one. Okay. Yeah, he's not really moving forward, not you know. The, but this guy, I should listen to him because, you know, he's he's really moving forward on this. Um so th- so that's going to be in there. So there's the the ideas aspect, there's the momentum tracker, then there's the community, so obviously you will to talk to you people. Mean startup Guild. Startup Guild, which <laughs> yeah, that's Startup Guild, but this time I'm actually nurturing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah,
1: going to ab- abandon it after <laughs> This time lyrics.
0: I'm actually nurturing it and keeping it alive because well, I already have like uh and then um there's going to be the academy it's going to be the nugget startup academy okay and so so th- the way that that's going to work is that um i think people are going to come in the system's going to automatically match people into groups of 10.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: it's going to create batches they're going to have really cool names like alpha dog you okay know? so like every every kind of automated batch that's created like alpha dog or you know C Lot. <laughs> C lion's not a good so these one. these are cool
1: names? Maybe maybe not C line, <laughs> but Alpha Doggers. Right. So
0: so then there'll be a leaderboard, so yeah. your batch against other batches, so you can see how you're doing versus them, you know, versus those other batches. And the system yeah. will kind of like connect you with those people and
1: it's a cohort. Uh, cohort, you mean. Uh, but yeah,
0: cohorts. And yeah. a
1: batch, yeah. a cohort.
0: Cohort, right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, okay, but you could call it a batch, but I would probably yeah, you're thinking Y Combinator exactly. batches. I I'm see.
0: thinking of that, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's it.
1: And I've already um
0: in fact, um, pull up your, uh, turn on your computer there.
2: Yeah,
1: that's
0: that's just the, I've only done the front page already, but.
1: Okay, so then the stuff is real, yeah, because this is staging, right? Yeah,
0: this, this is, it's real HTML and CSS, but.
1: Cute. Uh, yeah, it looks cute. Yeah. All right, well yeah. done.
0: All right, so anyway, so, yeah, so uh, that's. That's going to be a Nugget. Uh, the, so are you still, so I, are you still, really still making decent?
1: In, you're still making, because I remember in, you- Two versions,
0: of, two versions. So first of all, uh, by by Jan 1, this will be released com- in complete form without the Academy. So it's going to have all of the social networking okay. stuff, all of the ideas, people will be able to have discussions, all that stuff, but it won't have the course. Then I'm going to get the course done, which I've written most of the content for, but it's going to be done by February.
1: No, I remember, so we're, Nugget itself, you get a point where it's making about three grand a month, like, like right. a year or two ago. And then that one guy came up with a kind of competitor, gave it a free, and then you cut all your prices kind of as a response to that. Right. And you kind of freaked out. <laughs> yeah. You, you had a momentary freak out. Yeah. And then that cut, then that killed your revenue Could, quite a bit for a while. Like
0: basically 50%. Okay. So, but but what? I've basically, see, here's the thing I haven't done any promotion of it whatsoever um, for at least six months because I haven't liked it. You know, it's, it's not what I want. The, okay. the, this is what I want. So. I will be able to really raise revenue and do a lot of promotion and bring a lot of people. Okay. You know, I've I've got six thousand people on the mailing list ready to to tell about this, and that that's going to be a massive lead magnet to have these three thousand free ideas right. and to have this momentum tracker and to be able to do one click and you're in. Right. Right. So you know, I did something s- sort of similar with Plugio, and you know, I've got twenty five thousand people in the Plugio database. Right. By doing it that way. So and I've I've got like at least ten articles lined up ready to go. You know, really interesting, different blog blog things. So I just think that this one is going to be, this one's going to go somewhere.
1: Now you you became buddies with that guy, right? Who created that competitor for a while. Like you guys were. Yeah. And so, do you guys working together or anything or not? No,
0: no, not working together. He's he he hasn't been hugely successful at uh, basically what he what he did was he he created like an ideas he had his mailing list and then he created like an ideas platform where you can go ahead and look at look at his idea platform and his ideas out there and he wanted to try and monetize that by charging four bucks a month uh-huh. but he hasn't really made any money yeah <laughs> take a
1: lot of people to make money yeah to <laughs> four right. bucks a month. <laughs> hasn't really made any money yeah. so he's yeah. kind of given up on that and moved I on. think so yeah yeah moving on okay um, and you've, you've cycled through a couple other ideas yourself recently right I mean was it crew station
0: crew station was an idea which which is um, yeah i don't want to get into too much detail about that but it's in the construction industry i've just push, pushed it out as a nugget as a premium nugget Okay. Well, I, and I, and one of the one of nuggets nugget members has um who is already working on a couple of the other construction nuggets that were out and has made some pretty good headway Who's right. in silicon valley he's very interested in the crew station you uh-huh. know aspect and angle of it so i'm i think he's going to move forward with what it about so.
1: the t-shirt company you were doing like a t-shirt thing
0: so that's just that's just an idea, so um but once again, I don't know if I you want to talk about it just yet
1: you didn't, are you going to pursue it or not yeah
0: I'm going to double back I'm going to come back and pursue some of these main ones. <laughs> okay, I've got at okay. least five that I'm ready to go for. I just need some bloody funds if if some if if I could just get some funds, I could really start to nail this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just I just don't have the resources right now, but once this once Nugget starts making some funds, i'll double back.
1: you think nugget could be your cash cow is that what you're hoping
0: i don't know about a cash cow but i think it could be the first the first layer i think it could make like half a million in a year
1: Mm -hmm. you know yeah well good what's your marketing strategy do you have an idea how you're going to get this thing out there
0: well it's going to be the through it's going to be content marketing like i already said okay yeah so i mean first of all i'll push out to the well in the very first place i'll just push out to a few hundred people on the list to just get some people in to start Mm -hmm. using it and just check that it's kind of okay right then i'll start pushing out through the usual channels and um I'll just, just do content marketing and go on podcasts or whatever.
2: Cool.
1: Yeah. Well, so you get on this podcast, I guess. I guess yeah, <laughs> I,
0: you don't really have a choice. So That's nugget. That's nugget. All right. All right, I think I'm I'm all done. So, let's hear about the amazing, incredible life of Jason Roberts.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, um you know the first thing I'll talk about is um you were talking about the momentum thing. I well, so, um, I guess Kobe had talked about, I guess it was, I don't know how we got this conversation Sandy, I got this conversation. She said that, um, you know, Oh, I think we're talking about Christmas. So what are we going to do for the kids for Christmas? And I said, Oh, does Kobe, want, Kobe's been wanting a computer for a while. You know, cause he has my Mac, iMac from like 2009.
0: Oh, he's, he wants a new one.
1: Well, he, he wants. That's to,
0: why he said this bad computer. Yeah. So this is really in his mind. He
1: wants to play video games that are, a lot of the new video games, first of all, they're a processor, graphics, card intensive. Mm-hmm. And the, like I said, this thing's from 2010. I mean, it's kind of weak. So he doesn't mind. want a Mac, he wants a PC. He wants a PC. Yeah. He wants a PC, he wants a PC and wants more of a gaming PC. Um,
0: he wants a kick-ass PC that you can you can do Oculus Rift on.
1: Uh, I don't know about the Oculus Rift, but um, he wants a PC. and. Sandy was saying, well, she's like, I'm thinking about getting it for him for his um, eighth grade graduation present. I was like, eighth grade graduation present? (laughs) I never graduated from eighth grade. We didn't do presents, you know. And I was like, you know, I'd like to kind of get something for that. Like, let me, I said, I have an idea. And so what I did is like, as I thought, you know, maybe I'll have him earn it. through uh, Because one thing I want to do is I want him to start programming again. Mm-hmm. you know, because I did that thing for Catalyst for two years and he was in fourth and fifth grade and now he's in eighth grade. And he really, you know, like he's done a little bit in school. They have like a, a robotics elective that he's been taking the last two years. And, but it's like four kids do a robot kind of a thing. And, mm. you know, everybody's elbowing everybody else trying to code and kind of, you know, and there's a lot of messing around. And I don't think they're really getting that much better. I think the, the education efficiencies are like 5%, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, it's not. An, it's an environment to have fun. Yeah, it's an environment to learn a little bit, and you know, they certainly learn things. It, it but... doesn't
0: match the requ- the kind of r- the requirements that we set out in the first place, which was you're learning real code here.
1: Well, that's. I mean, I mean, robotics isn't just code. So they're doing robotics, mechanical stuff in addition to it. But I mean, it's just it's just too many kids, too few robots. I just you know, and I because I a couple times I walked in there when I was because their class was right after. Um, the, uh, the the math class and every once in a while sometimes a kid would leave something in the room and I'd walk down and I'd be like, Hey, you'll forgot your jacket or your backpack or whatever and, and I'd poke in, i see what and I'd walk in and I'd see what they're working on and they'd show me their stuff. And you know, the coding was kinda eh you know, it wasn't that sophisticated. They didn't know how to use a function, you know, was, mm. you know, they were only they didn't know how to use an array. They just had it was like conditionals and maybe some conditionals and just mm-hmm. kind of a lo- series of instructions. And so the summer I signed him up for a, um, a, a two week, uh, Java programming course. Cause there was a, you know, he went off to camp and he had preseason football and we had some a trip and stuff, but there was like this time where it was just like, you know, just sitting around the house playing video games all day. So I'm like, all right, this is like, <laughs> like, let's have you do something a little bit more. And so he took this Java class and it was actually just him and one other girl, mm. one of one the kids, she was a girl about his age. And they, um, it was four hours, and he really enjoyed it. And it was just a series of, here, here's actually their, their workbook. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like, it was broken into a series of lessons. And, you know, it was just, you know, how to do stuff with loops and Boolean logic and, you know, I don't know, just basic stuff. And they would do stuff in here, and they would, you know, they would have a little, each lesson would have some text explaining the concept or what they would, or the lab was, and they would write code. And so he, he had a great time. And at the end of the summer, he's like, yeah, I want to. I want to keep going with it, but you know, once football started up, and that's every day practice two hours a day in school. It was just sort of like, you know, this stuff falls aside. There's stuff that you want to do, and there's stuff that you actually do. And yeah. so I thought, you know what? So I told him, I said, here's what I'm gonna do, Colby. I was like, I'm gonna like give an opportunity to earn the computer. So um, I'm gonna create a series of programming challenges, and you get points for them, and then when you have enough points, we'll make like a conversion of dollars to points, and then you can buy the computer, <laughs> and you can. Nice. You can do it in two or three months. You can do it in 12 months. It's kind of up to you, you know, but it'd give you an opportunity. Because like, you know, there's a lot of times that I've wanted to do something, you know, a lot of times in my life where it's like, I want to learn this, I want to do that. But if you don't create a structure around it and, and, and a sort of accountability system and things to keep you going, it, it usually falls victim to the to just the fact that you have other things in life that take priority and you stop doing it. Yeah. And so, and he likes programming, but, you know, it's... You know, fitting finding time to do it in between homework and baseball, and because he has baseball and football going, both like practically year round. takes
0: commitment to find the time
1: does, and so, um. So anyway, so I started doing it. so. I created this whole thing where I I, I give points for pro for things They're like you know, ten to twenty minute programming challenges. You know, like um, type in a string and then they have to reverse the characters in the string string you know, or calculate, you know, they type in a number and they have to develop, uh, calculate the largest Fibonacci number less than that, you know, it's kind of project Euler stuff, um, as well as sort of, um, um, as well as just from general, like, you know, stuff like how to use an array, how to use a string class, how to use functions. So I, I so I built, I kind of jump back and forth and I've been doing it with like a lot of math of calculating, like you type in the coefficients, you know, of a polynomial and calculate the derivative or how to approximate a derivative numerically or, you know, how to calculate an indefinite integral and all these kinds of stuff. So it's, so it's kind of like, I'm going to make it very much applied math. So we can do like math and physics kind of things, you know, like, you know, do questions about special relativity, you know, where it's like you learn a little bit about special relativity. And then we write a coding to the write A program that'll estimate, like, if you go this fast, you know, how much mass will your spaceship be? Or if you go, you know, just play with, how long has he been doing it? So we just—I just started it last on um, this past week on uh a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I have a, a so here I'll show you the sheet. How much is he earned? Oh, he's up to 175 points. And I do a one to one dollar. Oh, oh, okay. And so cool. he um, and I give so here look here's my bonus thing. So if I give if he he tweaked it so I can read it, but so if. And I give a day, if he does 15 points, so that might be like either three easy five point ones or one medium 10 point and a 5 point, you know, he get a bonus 5 points. If he got 20, it'd be plus 10. If he got uh, up to 30, it'd be plus 15, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So he can get up, you know, to, if he did 100 points in one day, which would be a killer day, then he could get, you know, 50 bonus points. Although that's kind of like your platinum version. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's ever going to do that. Your enterprise price. Well, he
0: probably loves this part of it too, right? Just the...
1: He does. He gets really yeah. excited about it. So I'm like, you know, and then he see he likes programming. He really yeah. does. But it's, sometimes it's hard. It's like it's easier to go and spin up a video game. Yeah. And then just sit down the code, even though he enjoys it. And it's something for us to to do. But he's, you know, like, look, here are the here are the, um oh, and then we have the consecutive days bonus. So it resets nice. every week. So if That's you have, the momentum, right? Yeah. So three days in a row is five points. When if you get to um six days, you get 10 points. You do seven days in a row, you get 15 points. added it up. So you can get a lot of bonus points for it. Um, And then there's stuff like, you know, user inputs. It's called calculate median, okay? The user inputs a comma separated list of values. The program outputs the median of the values. Pretty straightforward, you know, or, you know, one was um, count the vowels in a string or, you know, number. Yeah, you showed me that one. So just, just, you know, some of them are really basic because I think it's good to have, easy ones. Cause sometimes you're not in the mood to a big program, but you just, yeah, like yeah. it's good to like bite sized knock out some easy ones that like you have to use, you know, certain control structures or you have to you know, do whatever. And so we're doing it in Java because that's the one he used on that course. So he, yeah. he's somewhat comfortable with it, but I'm going to switch up and have him maybe in another month, have him do half, you know, do Java as well. Python. Yeah. Because I think cool. Python is a little more fun. It's a little less, you know, boilerplate crap you have to do. And because like some stuff we had to do with strings and arrays, like all of a sudden you're converting to like a string array list back to an array. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, Colby, I'll do this <laughs> JavaScript or Python. It just works, you know, and uh, it's a little annoying to have to do that, but um, it's, it's working. Like he's getting excited. Yeah. Like he's, he's like, Oh yeah. So okay. he's scheming like, if I do this many points a day, then I do this, then I can get the machine in 30 days and 40. I'm like, yeah, yeah,
0: you can do it. Yeah, it'd be cool if you could like transpose this concept to various different ideas in life.
1: Well, I mean, it's just gamification stuff, I guess. And yeah, and I, I you <coughs> know, it's, I, I looked at like the Project Euler stuff, and they had a lot of good stuff. It's mostly just mathematical. They don't teach, like I want him to learn like file I want to learn file I O stuff, mm-hmm. right? I want him to learn, you know, how, you know how to, I, I just want him to be able to stretch his um, learn. Program. We we're
0: talking about, um, like, talking about. Because, you know, I would like Jack to, to be an engineer kind of person. He kind of has that core personality. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always, like, tinkering with things. But I was thinking, like, what could I do to encourage that, you know?
1: Well, I think, I mean, it's just what I think with Colby. Like, you can't, kids are who they are. Yeah. You can't make them be something if they wanted to. So Colby was going to come up to me before and was like, teach me how to program. Like he likes programming, so but like I like Izzy. I'm not trying to convince her because she's no interest in it yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. You know. So but if they want to, they'll come to you and they'll be like, Dad, what are you doing? Dad, teach me how to do this. And you, you, know, do you do like
0: experiments with Colby and things like that. You've done that, haven't you?
1: But only after he's <coughs> expressed. Usually it's after he expressed interest or something. Oh, so you
0: never like went to him and said, Hey, here's a cool experiment kit. Do you want to play with this?
1: Well, usually because he. You know, sometimes you have the toys, right? You can like, you know, electronics kit toy, which is like yeah. a very standard toy, and um, you know. But I noticed that stuff that he liked that kind of stuff. You know, you just kind of have to go where the kids like. Because if you if you try and get them stuff that they don't like, it's just mm-hmm. going to be wasted your time. It's right, like it's right. like when they say: don't never try and teach a pig to sing, and it waste your time and annoys the pig. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> one of my favorite Murphy's Law <laughs> <love> things. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, but if Jack turns out to be the kind of kid who, who likes this stuff, he'll, he'll, he'll be asking you about it. Mm-hmm. And, but this is just a way that I could sort of help him do more of what he likes to do. And as I'm like, like, you know, I, I, I think, you know, it's like, yeah, it's about time he had a computer, but it's like, you know, I think I can get something out of this for him. I can mm-hmm. help him. And he's proud of himself. He's excited about yeah, he's learning that a computer. lot. Yeah. He's learning a lot rather than just like, here's your computer kid. You know, because he also then wants, he's like, wants a big monitor. I'm like, okay, well, that's another opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. He, he wants to get the laptop, then he wants a big monitor. I was like, okay, now we can do a whole bunch, a whole bunch of, of other stuff. And I'd like to teach him, like, you know, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll have him write, like, in a couple months, have him write, like, a, a little genetics algorithm, genetic algorithms program, mm. you know, a little, little baby AI stuff, mm. um, you know, how to do a perceptron, like a, like a one layer neural net, code that up from scratch. Um, mm. Anyway, I just have all these ideas. I would, like one of, the, one of the things I want to do is, um, in addition to all the calculus and number theory-type problems, I'm going to have them do um, uh, like a, uh, you know, not cryptography so much, but more like um, the Caesar cipher, you know, you know cryptograms. Mm-hmm. So it's like every A becomes, you move every character down three positions or yeah, some substitutions. Yeah. So he can decode and encode and decode different types of That's cool. simple cryptograms. So that'd be good. Numeric, you know, good that's awesome yeah. But it's like it's it's the, it's relatively simple. It's kind of fun. It's cute, but it also teaches you some programming stuff. Yeah. You know, like I, because I'm trying to get him to think computationally. It's not like oh, here this is what a function is. It's like here's a problem. Figure out how to do it. You know, I was like, how do I reverse a string? And I'm like, okay, well, what do you think about it? How do you think you would do it? You know, and sometimes I have to help him out. Sometimes I don't. But it's like I want him to. Think what do like, you think? What do you think
0: with that? The reverse of string? a string. Did you have to help him out, or was he? Uh,
1: that one, I had to give him a little bit of a hint because I said, "Okay, so let's go through." You say so you start with, yeah. Your, what do we want to do with that? La- we want to. He's like, we want to take the last character first. I'm like, okay. So what if you had a second string, and then you would move that one to the first one? And he's like, oh yeah. So you just loop through and you start there and you add it. I'm like, yeah. So sometimes nice. I give him a little bit of hint, a little. It's typical like a classroom stuff. That's you fine. Know? You yeah. kind of have to hint, give kids in the because like. They have not solved a lot of programming problems. So getting them to think computationally, like how do you problem, like how would you think about this? The so Stuff that comes to you, you or me, or most of our listeners, is just like the you just do this, this, and this. Mm. Well, if someone is on a program, and sometimes it's hard for them to imagine how you would do it, they just don't have the. They just haven't done enough. They just haven't done yeah. enough laps with it. Like you, how, you know, doing with learning how to use arrays and. Loops and conditionals and functions and just all and every year with different types of ways to build stuff up and take things apart and move them around. You, they got to do a lot of that before people can really just think about a problem and just go oh because you want to get the point where they can as long as they can understand it logically they can code it. But they're not there just because you understand something logically and you kind of know how to code. It's different- also
0: great that you're you're going to do the Python because it it teaches them right from an early age like a very early age you know having an agnostic. Um, viewpoint on coding languages.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. And, and, and Python is you know, now very widely used. It's yeah. actually a little more of a productive language than Java. I'm fine with Java as a, you know, it's 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 what AP computer science courses are taught in. I think it's a good language to know to be able to code in. Python is now, I think, more widely used in some contexts. Um, I was thinking I might at some point, depending on if we keep going with it. Actually, teaching him like a functional language. Yeah. Like yeah. LIST do a few different languages. Like Lisp yeah. or something. Cause yeah. I'm like, that is totally different. If you look at a Lisp program, you know, it's not an yeah. imperative language. Like you look at Python, you look at Java. Well, do like, Py-
0: okay. what, what, would you, I mean, would you consider Ruby like for web technology stuff?
1: I would do, I, I like Python, but I think Python is more widely used. Okay. So he, he would do his websites in Python. I would say, but I would, I'm i not even, I'm not really pushing towards websites yeah, right sure. now. Yeah. If I was going to do, you know, I don't know what I would. Have him do, but right now I'm more just interested in him problem solving using code. Because like one of the things that you know is kind of interesting. So we had a meeting with the people who run the App Academy, which is a which is at the Pasadena High School. They have this thing you can start as a freshman, and you're part of App Academy, and every you know quarter you have an elective that's a programming course. And it used to be much more project oriented, where everything was about game and web development. But what they discovered at the end that a lot of the kids really just didn't know how to program. You know, everything was like videos and how how tos, and it was like recipe based. And you know, people could soup up a uh, a WordPress site. <laughs> you know, yeah. they could plug and go, but they really couldn't problem solve. Like some just kids kids didn't really know how to use a you know how to use a loop correctly. And and that was one of the, the 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 people who who was actually one of the content developers. He'd left the program, and I said, "So what do you think?" He's like, "Well." You know, for some kids it's fun, but we found out some kids they just didn't couldn't really code at the end of the year. And I'm like, yeah, that's not good. He's like, yeah. So the guy who kind of, the main guy who funds the whole thing is a, is a friend of ours. And um, and we were talking about it and he's, he kind of was like revamping it, you know, and wants it to be much more rigorous. And and uh, so he's been asking my opinion because Math Academy is going to be a in High School as well. And he's like, how can Math Academy and App Academy work together? And I said, well... I said, my guess is probably at least half of the math academy kids are going to want to do App Academy. Would be my guess.
0: Are you going to use your platform?
1: Well, no, because App Academy is a whole different thing. Right. Right. I mean, it's programming. It's not really built for that. I was like, but the thing is, is that you know, no, virtually there'll be almost zero App Academy kids that can take math academy classes because they're not going to be advanced enough. I mean, our freshmen are going to be doing vector analysis and linear algebra and combinatorics. What? The, I mean, I don't think they have anyone in the high school in their app academy that would be advanced enough to take that. So I said, however, <laughs> our kids will be taking your class, not all of them, but a lot of them. And, you know, it's going to take a few years before we get to scale, but like, you know, wait, now we have about 35 sixth graders. Next year, I'm shooting for somewhere between 45 and 60. And if we get something like 50, 60 kids coming in as a freshman every year, you know, and half of those take... App Academy classes, you're gonna have you know, 30 kids who are extremely bright and extremely mathematically um, mature and academically advanced. So whatever you're teaching, you're gonna probably level it up. And they're like, well, we already have our regulars and honors. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, think, I think there's going to an opportunity to like level that up, you know, because, you know, I was talking, they had three of their instructors there and they're all really nice people and, 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 and bright and interested, but they're just not used to working with kids this advanced and this bright, I don't think. You just don't have the density of them. And they're like, oh, we have kids who are really bright and this and that. And he said, oh, we did a project and you know, we, they give them the coefficients for a quadratic equation and they use the, they, fig- they use the discriminant to figure out how many real roots there are. And I'm like, okay. I mean, how about teaching them how to write differential equation solvers or whatever? I mean, (laughs) mean, my kids, (laughs) you know, it's gonna be more appropriate for them. But I said, look, my perspective on this is that I view App Academy as a total bonus. I'm happy it exists. I think our kids will have a lot of fun. I'm giving you some, this is how I would think about it. You know, you might want to come and see some of our classes and see the kind of kids because I brought, um, the, the guy who runs the program or who funds the program I should say he came in and sat in on a couple of math academy classes and he was just like Jesus <laughs> like he's just he was laughing because it was so funny because you had the kids effortlessly solving differential equations and teasing each other if someone mes- made a mistake and so you felt in some sense you felt like you were at a TA session at a, at a university you know the kid. in, the other, in another sec- sense they're arguing or fighting over the eraser <laughs> 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 he's like it's yeah. just so weird I was like yeah it's like they're still 13 right you know right. 12 and 13 they're not you know on the one hand you you look like like they, they're mathematically seem like 19 year olds but they're still just little kids in, in some ways so um so he started to get an idea and he saw that and he's just like yeah like you know what could be possible mm-hmm. and you know we had this big meeting was like all oh, the happy kind of people and people from the district and Sandy and I and I was trying to say hey here's things that I would consider doing Um... But it was interesting. Like I was talking about doing this stuff because he said he said after about four years of math of app academy, they should they should cover about a year and a half of college computer science. I was like, mm, sounds you, a little conservative. Yeah, that's conservative to compared me. to what you've been able to do with math. math I'm like, yeah. why couldn't you do? I mean, it's not that I'm trying to. He's like, well, it's elective, and they in high school it's a different thing because they have all these AP classes and. It's like, okay, fine, even if you didn't do homework and you just said, look, it's just in-class stuff, which is totally fine, you know? It still seems like you could do more than what they're doing. Um, but, uh, and, and keep it fun. So I was, in another sense, I was like, doing this, I feel like this is kind of an interesting experiment to see what I can get Colby in the next mm. couple months and be like, okay, here's what we did on the side. Here's yeah, so 13-year-old. you can show them,
0: what. yeah, this, yeah.
1: So I see what you guys are talking about doing, but I think you can do a lot more. But what that. does that mean? Every parent has to say you can earn thousands of dollars no 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 no. just if 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 i can get colby let's see where i can get him in the next couple months in programming java and i yeah. can say look he did this in like a couple months a little bit uh you know half hour a day yeah I, but it's one of those things where the incentive
0: was so such a motivator for him you know, know, but how do kids, you translate
1: that i don't i mean i think you need that incentive when they're at home and they have other distractions i don't think you need that incentive if you're sitting in class
0: Going overhead. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I think a structure works great when you ha- when you're for a home based thing. Yeah. But in a school, you're sitting there. They want to code. They want to do stuff. And I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to do all this project-oriented stuff where it has to be an entire web application or it has to be a video game. I think that's all this bullshit. I think it just really makes things slow. And I think it obscures learning the core funda- the fundamental programming principles that they got to get down, and they got to get down fast. It's sort you of know?
0: similar to waterfall versus agile. So you're just, you're just doing small little chunks, just lots of small little chunks. Yeah, small mean, is
1: big. But you know, each one of these little challenges is fun in and of themselves. Yeah. It's, a, it's a logic problem. And the kids like doing it. It's like it, it doesn't have to be a 3D video Micro game. Micro challenge.
0: Their, what's that? Micro challenge,
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean and you know, but the problem is, is that you say, Oh, we have this Unity 3D game and you're gonna you're gonna it's a cool video game, and you do this, and like they go all this effort to get the kids interest. I'm like, they're interested anyway. But you've done is you've just made things, you know, five times less efficient because you have all this Unity stuff they have to learn, all this bullshit and they don't really understand What's going on behind the scenes? Because there's just so much stuff there. But if you just say write a Python program that you know reads stuff from a text file, does this stuff, and spits something out, or reads stuff from the command line and does a bunch of stuff, then they get. Re- and then you just keep building and building on that, and then they get really good at problem solving and just writing code, right? And then later they can do bigger projects because they, they understand how the pieces fit together. They actually can code. Makes um, sense. That's more how I would do it. And then you do these little micro problems like. You know, I'm like I'm I'm doing a bunch of stuff that are calculus based, like doing solving calculus problems, or solving physics problems, or solving statistics problems. You, you're beginning to sound a bit like the Elon Musk of
0: teaching kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> well, you know how like Elon Musk is like, you know, he's like he he would he would be like you. He's like, oh, you know, like traffic in Los Angeles is just like. You know what you should do? You should just, you should just make a tunneling machine, you know? <laughs> Let's do a tunneling machine and go underneath Los Angeles with a tunneling machine. So it's just like you're, you're thinking about this other problem and you're thinking, hmm, okay, how should how should they solve this problem? Yeah, well, so you know, that's what he does, probably
1: right? like most entrepreneurs, I guess, is they just, you look at things, you go like, ah, I'd do it better. You could do it better than that. Mm-hmm. You, could do, you could do more. and um, But sometimes it's... Well, like but with like, him, it always, new companies spin off. So what I'm
0: wondering yeah. is... Is a new company going to spin off oh, with you because of, because of this thinking that you're putting into it?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, because it was funny, you know, my buddy Doug, who who runs the MV Code Club, you know, the... Yep. So I invested in that thing years ago, and he runs it. We have... So we now have four locations. We're about to open a fifth in, uh, after the new year. And, you know, and I said... I said something like, ah, you know, you don't need to just do stuff that's, you know, bouncing balls and stuff. He's like, yeah. He's like, I kind of do the bouncing balls. And I was like, well, when... You're, you're doing something that's kids and you just want to make kids have fun. You know, Learning is sort of like, hey, you're going to learn some stuff, but more than anything, you just got to have fun, right? And then you really have to lean towards that. But if it's a class and you're coming to a class, it's different. You can be a little more like, hey, guys, this is what we're doing today. You're going to write something that calculates a Fibonacci sequence or something. That might not be fun enough for some kids to want to you know, do that after school, but it would be, still be really fun as far as school would be concerned, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, some kids would think that would be fun. It's, a, it's sort of a spectrum, but some kids they would need more of the, you know, the circus stuff to keep them interested. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you're running a business. You're trying to get as many kids in there as as possible. And if you can teach them some programming and some computer science while distracting them with the bouncing balls and the 3D stuff or whatever, then great, you know, it's a win. Um, but it isn't a computer science curriculum, mm-hmm. right? You can't. It's hard to build a business, especially when teaching kids. You know, as young as first or second grade up through, you know, eighth grade or 10th. I mean, it's just a different audience. But we're talking about high school here. So Colby will be in ninth grade next year, if you can believe it, or, believe it or not, you know.
0: Fascinated how Americans are able to think of a, like, you've transposed the concept of age into grade. You say first grade, second grade, third grade. And age doesn't even come into your mind. You just say third grade. Yeah. It's just, that's so foreign you to You just me. think in terms of grades. Just, just age. I mean age of age. That's, that's just the way you do it in England. Like that. So you've almost got like a, a new, la- like it's its own little language.
1: Yeah, well, so first grade is what? Seven, seven-year-olds? I have no idea. So it's first, grade, it's like seven-year-olds. Well, yeah. you'll learn this stuff. But, you're, but, but
0: you're thinking that. You're, you, you're not thinking seven-year-olds, you're just thinking first grade. That's what you're thinking in your mind, yeah. right? You just think first grade. Yeah, you just think six. third grade, and in your mind, third grade, and then you've got a picture of some kids, y- and that's right. it.
1: That's right. <laughs> well, you'll be that way too. You A few more Maybe. years when Jack is, right. so Jack is what, thir- three, four?
0: Uh, yeah, three, just, just turned three in August.
1: Yeah, so you'll see, once he gets in grades, you will start to think in
2: terms right. of grades. All right, okay.
1: But um, anyway, um, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, uh, well, it's, of, it's already
0: going great. So, um, but, but what about Math Academy itself?
1: Well, you know, obviously a, a lot. <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, so right now we're sort of in the middle of recruiting season. So right. the way that our district works, um, there's, there are 18 elementary schools and seven middle schools. Math Academy runs at three of the seven middle schools. So what we're doing is we're testing kids at the, all of the 18 elementary schools and trying to identify the kids who have the aptitude um, to be in Math Academy. And then what you have to do is you have to recruit the parents and say, I know you were thinking about going to this school. <laughs> But you really, really, really need to consider going to one of these three schools because your kid is, you know, really strong in mathematically. So, um, you know, what we had to do was send out letters to all the parents to try and convince them to take to take this opt-in test. It wasn't like a test everyone had to take. And um, yes, yeah, that's anytime you do things like that, it's always a little bit of a fiasco. I mean, we weren't directly involved. It was run by the district. And it's like, you got to get all these letters to all the schools and they have to give them to the kids and the kids get them home and bring them to the parents and get them signed to come back. And so that's all just kind of a, a pain. And then um, they've all these enrollment issues where like they have priority enrollment for kid for like sibling enrollment. So if your brother or sister, older brother or sister goes to this school that you are a priority to go to that school as well to get in. Otherwise you're part of a lottery and there's all this complication? They have different rounds of, en- of open enrollment and priority enrollment, and all this stuff. So, trying to kind of like get people the information they need, have the kids all tested before all that stuff happens has been a real challenge. Um, but one thing I did to try and um, to try and help with the process is, as I did I gave five, no seven, I gave seven um, talks or so we went to the school and. I gave like a presentation, you know, and then sat around and answered questions. And there's like, would go goes as long as two hours. Mm. Like I would give a talk for like 30 to 45 minutes about Math Academy while we're doing it, how it works and what the benefits are and all this stuff. And then of course they just get bombarded with questions about everything. So then you go on and, um, you know, there were some cases where I had two parents. <laughs> there were cases where I had like 30 and it <laughs> just kind of depended on how well it was marketed. You know, usually it was like, you know, 12 to 15, maybe 20 parents or something. Um, but I think we ha- I think we're gonna have something like, 300, 350 kids t- try and take the test.
0: Take the test. Okay.
1: Yeah, and anyone could take it. We re- we 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 tried to get the message out as much as we could, could to parent, to kids who are we've already sort of identified as being really good who had score already showing some really strong scores. Um, but I'm hoping that we can find if we could get we had 35 this year if we could have 45 kids. That would be really good, but I'm really targeting mentally. I really want to hit sixty. That mm-hmm. would be a huge win if we could get sixty kids. That would be a that would be a big number. I mean, there's a limit because there just aren't that many kids who are that strong. Yeah, you know, it's just not. There's some kids. But that haven't
0: just, you seen growth? I mean, <clears throat> haven't you seen it where, you know, like for example, George was he always was he always that strong? Yeah. Oh, okay. No. So, so there's, there's never anyone who's like you no, know, there on are. a, a borderline. You,
1: you sometimes have some false negatives. You have some kids who you're kind of like, you know, kids maybe who are just sort of like disorganized. Mm-hmm. They're bookkeeping. They make mistakes because they're just kind of sloppy and bad handwriting, but they're good quantitative thinkers. You have people who are just kind of slow. They just do things slowly and so they don't get to the test <laughs> in time. Um, you know, we've run into people like that. We compare notes with uh, uh, me and the other math academy instructor. Roy How do you uncover with, those those kids? Sometimes it's just time. So sometimes we've had kids that come into a few of the classes just on the bubble and you think they're kind of weak and then over time they get stronger. But I've also had kids who are weak and consistently weak and they're just not getting there. They just don't. I guess they, what I'm
0: saying is like you put these 300, you test 350 kids, they do one test. Like how do you know uh, from that one test who to pursue and who not to pursue? Okay,
1: so we don't just look at that one test. We look at that test, which is like a seventh grade readiness test. This We're giving at the beginning of their fifth grade year. So it's, a, it's an upper it's a, it's a higher level test. Mm-hmm. They have to reason about things they don't know anything about, which is hard, which is supposed to, it supposedly will help uncover aptitude. That's like when they try to identify talent, you know, for these like gifted, these national gifted programs, like at Johns Hopkins and a Duke, they give like, um, a, the SAT test, which is like a college standardized college test to 12 year olds. And kids who go over like 700 on the math out of 800 are considered highly gifted. And, recruited to, to be part of these programs. Anyway, so we team them that test. We also look at their end of year SBAC, which is like their you know, their common core end of year math test. We look at um, quantitative reasoning scores on their gate test. We look at uh, teacher recommendation. We try to look at everything, as much information as we can. Um, Got it, so teachers are also? We were, yeah, but usually that second, we talk to them after it's like, okay, is this kid shown some strong test scores? Okay, does this kid do, do his homework?
2: You know they,
1: you know, because if you have a kid who's like bright but just refuses to do any work, that's just not gonna work. Because we've had, we've had that happen once or twice this year. A couple of kids who lasted like a couple weeks and they were just not gonna do any work. And it's like, well, we're not in third grade anymore. (laughs) Like this is sixth grade. You have to level up and you actually have to do homework. Is you know, anyway. So we're kind of in the middle of that process. Hopefully, we'll have all the the test scores within another week or so, and then we'll be going through that and trying to figure out where the talent is and based on all the presentations I gave and all the parents so hopefully we can convince most of the talent to go to one of our three. Is soldiers. there a max limit? Um, I don't, not really because if we have kids who are this talented, then we'll, we'll, and if we have to split into multiple sections cause we can't have big classes much bigger than like 16 or so. 18. So let, let's say like a miracle it. happens at a hundred 100 you had 100 top-notch kids you'd work away you'd work away yeah yeah you'd work away but that's not gonna happen There just there just isn't that much talent you know just (laughs) it's just not um i wish there was but there's just not now in a few years if we have a bunch of kids coming from out of district which we're starting to get inquiries from parents whose kids are in private and charter schools or kids who live in other districts because they want to do math academy yeah like we're drawing from a larger population to pull in then we might be able to get that. Is that
0: that's because of like Solve and the video going around and
1: things like that, or the marketing. Like, you know, we're actually talking about doing more marketing. We we got that that article in the Washington Post. Yeah, yeah. How um, I didn't even. I never saw that. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's on. It's, all, it's all on the website. Yeah. Um. I know. How did it go down? I mean, you know, it was um, it was good. It was very positive. The only problem was it was just a column, not a feature, so it didn't get a it, huge exposure it. It be, or anything yeah. like that. Um, it was nice to have. I think it's like when it's, we need to probably turn on the PR spigot pretty soon and and, and, and do a little more on that. What about
0: the documentary? What's happening with that?
1: So they're doing that. They're shooting. So whenever I give these talks, I mean, they're following me around with the camera. Yeah. So I get, I, you know, they're always, I always have a camera in my face and I'm I'm mic'd up. I'm always mic'd up when I'm yeah. doing stuff. And it's, it's in on one hand, it's kind of neat. In other hands, it's kind of like, you know, like there's a part of you that like always wants to show a little bit of your best self, but it's impossible. Just all the time, so you just like screw it, like whatever. Am I have I wear the same damn shirt in three of these things? Like whatever, I don't care. You know, it's yeah. like um, you just you just always you know, you just get used to being and so whatever it is, it is.
0: Did they get fully funded for the documentary?
1: No, so they're still looking for funding. Got it. Um, and that's a thing. And the other thing is, I think they're sort of they sort of feel like they don't like talking about this because it's really scary. Is this is a longer term project? This isn't just a one year project. Like they just fall to the end of the year and. That's the story. It's more like you really want to follow these kids till they graduate high school.
0: Whoa. That's, you know? ser- that's major. Yeah. There, there, there's some documentaries like that in the UK, you know, where mm-hmm. we did that. We followed kids for 20 years.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't think it's like that, but it's like, it's kind of like the movie Hoop Dreams, which was a really popular documentary back in the 90s where these two kids from the inner city went to this private school to play basketball and followed their journey through high school and whether they made it to play college ball and that kind of stuff. Um, which funny enough, I watched that two days ago. It was yesterday morning I watched that.
0: Is it a good documentary?
1: It's really good. Yeah, i highly, I'd, I recommend watching Hoop Dreams. Um, yeah. if you're ever an in, in evening, you're trying to figure out what to do, then check sure. it out. Check it out. So check it out. Um, so like, and that's one thing. you Reference. He's like, ah, oh, this because so they went they hand. They're just like they kind of. I think they realize that that's really the story, and they're just like, oh god, that's really expensive. And yeah, <laughs> it's a big risk, and they're trying to decide whether they can do that. But um, so so they might not be able to. To support because in their own,
0: they have to basically, off their own back, like invest time every time you do something. Yeah. Well, I constantly
1: email them, like, hey, this is happening, that's happening. And so they got to shoot over and they got to come over and shoot stuff and everything. So, for instance, well, But what come,
0: about, what about like the people who fund Math Academy? Like some of those guys. Well,
1: they've talked about it. Initially, he was interested in funding it and then he wasn't interested in, in funding the documentary. Now we're going to try and talk to him again about maybe putting, helping put a little bit of money up. I mean, on the other hand, it's like he's putting us, like he's, Put up a lot of money for the program. For the program, and you got to be right. careful yeah. about overreaching and asking for too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. But um, There's so many, so much fish in the pool. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, so um, know they're applying for different types of grants. They're looking at funding at different places. But so, um, the other stuff that was happening was interesting. So we have had two other, di- well, one other district, one other district came up and spent the day with us. the so people from uh, Palos Verdes School District, mm. and they spent you know all day with four of them spent all day with us and they it was really fun they're really really nice um people and they were just floored they just could not believe it and it was really fun to see that because you know, you're taking te- people who are teaching professionals and this is they're, yeah, ma- they're they're the, oh well there one was like the vice superintendent and the other one was director of curriculum i mean these are people who these are the things they think about and whatever and they were just like they just couldn't believe it um so that was neat so they they there's they're really interested in, um, you know, trying to do something from their end. Of course, doing something like this is so extreme that it takes a, you know, takes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Covina Valley School District is coming on Tuesday. They're going to spend the day with us. It was really funny. So um, the other day I was talking to Bryant Matthews. He's a friend of mine. who's the, He's the chair of the math department at Azusa Pacific. And he's always been a big supporter of the program and stuff and come to see the class a couple times and has written you know uh, has written recommendations for our references for our grants for us and he said he gets a they, they get a call he gets a call from uh, Covita Valley School District because it's near as a Pacific University like they have a relationship there and they're like yeah you know I saw this guy Jason Rabbits, talk speak at this conference and this about this math academy really interesting do you know anything about it <laughs> It's like yeah I do and I know quite a bit he's like so um, he's actually gonna be part of the people who are gonna spend Tuesday to spend all day with us so they're gonna serve as sort of expert you know. I don't know, witnesses are just expert resources so they can say, hey. So a-
0: what would be the, you know, the maximum positive outcome of something like
1: that? Um, the, the hope is, well, our goal with Math Academy has always been to spread the program around to districts throughout the country. It's, I mean, we want a Pasadena Unified School District to be the showroom. Like, we're, this, is, this is where it starts, and we're going to do an amazing job of it, and you know, we're going to hopefully have 50 kids a year graduate from the program once it gets to full capacity. But there's only so much impact you can make with one school district and one high school. What if you had 100 high schools doing mm-hmm. this? What if you had 1,000 high schools doing this? You know, then you really, you really move the needle. So that's why we're creating the nonprofit, which Sandy is going to run, which is going, it, it, its stated purpose, is going to be is going to be um, spreading the program around. So we'll have kind of a program in a box, where it's like here's the training and the curriculum and the software and the, you know, so you
0: need a first follower. They're going to be, they kind of need to be like a, a little bit like a Jason, you know, to bring it into some other district like that. Well, you need someone very passionate. Well, about
1: unless it. you have the district itself is self is really motivated. You know, I mean, I think the people of Palos Verde seem really motivated. The the superintendent is, is at Covina Valley. The superintendent wants something to exist. They can make it exist. And so we'll interest. I mean, well, I, I would be ideal to have. Two or three districts next year take on the program, mm-hmm. and then the year after that, it's five to ten. How close are
0: those districts that you're talking about? where it
1: is. is like 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. It's down kind of cool by the ocean, down there, Pacific Palisades kind of area, kind of south, um, north of Redondo Beach or it? I don't know. It's it's down southwest of us. It's like it's close enough that they can come up here and we go down there, but it's not. They have no impact on our population. We're not like we're competing for kids or anything. And Covina Valley the same way. They're like, you know where Covina is? West Coast, You know. Yeah. It's out east of here, thirty minutes. You know, so it's per it's like perfect distance, right? Hmm. Um, Just thinking how we're in seventy school districts.
0: I wonder if there's finally a way that we could like help Math Academy, like send them send send something out. You know, like do you have a page?
1: Probably. Yeah. We I mean, we do have the website. See the website has those. but probably, but, it,
0: but it's not it, it doesn't specifically say you know we're looking for a district you know
1: what I mean well because we're not at this point oh, maybe the okay, year okay. from next year okay. is the year that we need a couple close by that we can kind of get a couple going because we're gonna make a lot of mistakes about like how okay. do we train yeah. people how do we certify what what role are we going to play Are we gonna help them hire people are we not going to help them how do we certify people you know we gotta because we want to work out the kinks you know, you don't want you know how beta lists are, right? Just get a few people, got get like it, yeah. one person Makes to go sense. in there, and they and they find every bug.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, and you're yeah,
1: like yeah. Yeah. they can't even log in before you send a list of a thousand people okay. or an email to a thousand people. So, I, I think next year I'd like to get a couple people who are themselves really motivated, and then the year after that, then we kind of got our act together a little bit mm-hmm. and formalized, and we know what we're doing. Then try and, try and spread it around. So, anyway. The, the the program is going really well. It's it's growing, you know, and kids are kids are doing well. The um, the, uh, the what which I, which I think you might find interesting, some of our listeners might find interesting is so. did you remember how I had uh, I had a handful of people writing content? Yeah, writing questions, question writers, mm-hmm. and I had spent. The spring and summer writing tutorials, you know, for every topic. And I wrote like, like 142 of these suckers, which was very time consuming. I did like two a day every day. <laughs> um, because we had this bridge course and the kids had to learn on their own. And so there was no structure to explain it to them. They had to build have a tutorial. And I realized a point, like, I can't do this anymore. It's just too time consuming. And so, um, I initially went on Upwork, you know, Upwork. Yeah, we spoke a little bit about
0: that. I can't remember if we spoke about it on the show, but we definitely spoke about it in person.
1: Yeah, so Upwork, it was Elance and Odesk. You've got like right? a
0: few full-time people or one full-time person. So I
1: ended up hiring one guy who became my, um, he is now sort of my director of curriculum. Nice. And yeah. he was initially just writing tutorials. And I and I had like, you know, I said, well, here is, I have like seven or eight people who are kind of writing questions. None of them have written tutorials that I'm satisfied with. So... You know, and I'm like, look at your team, you can use them how you want. But one of the problems that happened before is that just, we were not making much progress because the, the people I hired were not that committed. They were, I had a couple undergrads and I had like four or five grad student types or Pote one just out of grad school. And it was like, you know, like they were, they liked math, Academy. I was excited, but then it was like fifth on their priority. You know, they, I do this, and then I do that. And and I would kind of get on Slack. I'm like, guys, we need, I need this, you know, because like, people are putting in, like, no hours in this, people are putting in five hours over the whole month or six. I'm like, we need to use this time. Like, this summer we should have created, you know, because everyone told me that they would give you 10 to 15 hours a week. And I assumed since I was paying them that, like, you want to make money so that you will put in the hours. But they were not putting in the hours. And, you know, I was getting really frustrated with it. I'm like, what the hell is going on, you know, because if we get to the school year and we don't get enough done, then we're barely, we're not going to have the content we need and we're going to be scrambling to create it like the day before, which really sucks. It's really stressful and it's hard to create quality content that way. And so I had this one talk with, um, this uh, girl who's sort of she was sort of at that time sort of sort of the director of curriculum. She was the one at least sort of I remember you talking about her. She was the talented one, yeah. Yeah, she was really she's great. Like you better love she's like she's great, she's really she's charming, she's really bright, she has a masters in physics from Caltech, really well educated. But it was like she was doing five other things. You know, she's like mm. teaching physics class at the community college, she's tutoring, she's doing her applications for medical school, you know. Did what did this guy do? So I brought this guy in and I told her, I said, look, Alex Alex is a PhD in math from University of College London. So he's a legit mathematician. And he's working full time. So I'm like, he's going to be in charge of like who's working on what. And Nina was actually gone. She was, uh, she was taking a trip to Germany and she was gone for a while. And so he just basically took that over. And it was like night and day. Because he had worked on, I think, I can't remember what, it was it wasn't Pearson. It was one of these bigger publishing companies as part of a content development team. And he's like, "Look, this is how you do it. Like, you assign something. It's do it the end of the week. You have to have it done. You Can't have any errors. That's it. You know. And a project manager is on top of you. And you know, they're friendly at first, but they're did like,
0: he, and did he source the people? Like,
1: <clears throat> is yeah. he himself going to Upwork and hiring yeah. new people? So, so initially, I said, "Here are the people. I said they're all. You know, these are the people who. This is what their strengths and weaknesses are. But you know, you." You take over. Yeah. You deal with them. But as your team, I, I'm holding you accountable to get certain amount of content done at a certain quality and a certain pace. If someone you can work with them, work with them. If not, don't. And I end up like ultimately getting rid of everyone except for my two undergrads. Right. Because they were just not responsive. And so then, he, then he finds new people through Upwork? Yeah. And so I told him on Upwork, I said, you know, you can log into my account and. He did, so he wrote this amazing job posting, which was way better than mine, and got all these people (laughs) applying. And so we have, now we have like 14 people, and a a good chunk of them have PhDs in math or physics, Mm. uh, if not master's degrees, um, or finishing up their PhDs. They're really top-notch people, but they're from all over the country. I mean, all over the world, like Venezuela or Ukraine and Italy and India, I don't know, everywhere. And, um, you know, it's like 15 bucks an hour. For these people. I mean, depending, some are 10 bucks an hour, some, you know, it just, but it's, it's, um, you know, that money goes a lot further in, uh, in these other countries. And so,
0: you know? uh, do you now have like, are you beginning to see that curriculum come out? I mean.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it's funny. I told Alex, like, I said, look, I want to create 500 questions a week. <laughs> he was like, that's not possible. I'm like, well, if it were possible, how would you do it? <laughs> and so he's like, he's like, okay, so he came back and he's like, yeah, I think it is because I said ultimately I want to get to a thousand questions a week. He's just like, Jesus, you know. And so um, he's like, yeah, if we hire X number people, we we'll do this, this, and this. So he's been really scaling it, you know, getting in good people. So he hires and interviews and manages them, onboards them, and you know, um, so how many questions a week are you at now? Then I don't have to. I need to look into, but it's a lot. But a lot of people are still just kind of onboarding or still getting yeah. caught up to speed. But we're starting to tra- transition some of the people to write tutorials because he can't write all the tutorials and review all the questions and write all the briefs. You know, it's like a lot of work. Um, but it's, 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 it's really moving now. Mm-hmm. And so, but he's, Alex is just top-notch guy. I mean, because not only is he a mathematician, right? So we, I got the mathematical quality there. But he, had, he and his wife ran a business together for years. So he knows how to hire people, he can fire people, and he knows to tell people are good, get people to do what they need to do. It's, it's
0: like that. 10X, like the 10X coder. Like when, yeah. you, when you get these full stack people, it's like it's just night and day. It's it is crazy. It is. I mean, I've I experienced that a lot as well. I've I mean,
1: the, you, 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 like the thing that Alex has that, say, uh, Nina didn't have is he had experience running a company hiring and managing people. He had experience project managing. You know, um, those are big things. But are the other thing can, is, he's full-time. When you do something 40 hours a week, that is what you do. Are you going to lock him in full-term or
0: are you, it's going through like an Upwork contract?
1: Well, right now, it's a, um, well, he's not <laughs> on, he's not on, we're not on Upwork anymore. He's a full-time. Oh. But, um, you know, all these other people are on Upwork. Yeah. Um. That makes sense. But, um, so he's
0: he's in he's in it, he's invested.
1: Oh yeah, well see, you know it's like his wife is pregnant, and they have a baby, and it's like they, he like I think they had done this company, and they realized, and after a while they realized it wasn't going to work. And he's like, okay, like I need to, I want to come back, I want to go back to doing math, and I need to make a living. And then this is like perfect because he can work from home, he can do his own hours, he's the boss, he's in charge of all this stuff. I mean, I talk to him like once a week, and we have. You know, we you know we were Slack back and forth, but we talk and catch up on stuff and then he just he runs the whole content. You know, so he's I think it's it's a huge challenge, but it's also fun. So then so Sandy's like, after I got Alice going, it's like Sandy's like, you really need to hire a software developer. Because I kept I for the last year and a half I'm like you know, saying like, okay, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna code today. Okay, tomorrow <laughs> I'm totally coding. All right, this weekend. I am going to get this feature done. And it just never had time to get anything done. And Sandy's just like, uh, when are you going to admit that you don't have time to do this? And
0: That's that's kind of what it takes to run the company from her perspective. She's got to like bludgeon you into
1: delegating, letting go. <laughs> like you have to let go, right, yeah. <laughs> Teach, yeah, get me to let go of things. And so I was like, um, you know, I was like, well, you know, I think we just got really, really lucky with Alex. You know, I mean, he's just... You know, like, for instance, we're, we're slacking back and forth a little bit about something. He's like, he's like, all right, I got to go because there's stuff I got to get done before the end of the day. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, if the guy you're paying says, look, i love to chit chat with you, but I got to get shit done for you. So I'm like, all right, sounds perfect. You know? So I'm like, he's, and he's also these really quality based people like, they insist on high quality and they insist on, it's, it's just working out great. So. Now what we're going to try and do is start leveling up some of the people who hired some of these PhDs and say, who can be a team lead? But so do you think you can get a software developer in the same way? Okay. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to see if I can find someone. And I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, and I get this idea. I'm going to give them a coding challenge, all this stuff. And then so I went and I started looking around and I did a search for people. I wanted someone who was top 10% in a number of categories and Node.js, and, you know, JavaScript and SQL and, you know, up 10% on what? And they're their like their, their test scores. On oh, it. the upwork. All oh, right. Yeah, 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 I want, yeah. so I did a filter on that. And then I wanted somebody who, um, you know, had really high uh, recommendations and stuff. And I found this one guy, first guy I talked to, and we did like an hour long, uh, it was like an interview, just a conversation. I was telling him about it and, you know, he spoke pretty well. Not great, but he spoke pretty well. And we and so I showed him like through the code and showed him how the system worked and what we're doing and and I say, like, So what do you what do you think? He's like, Yeah, yeah, it looks really good and stuff. And then so then I went on it and I extended a formal tried to extend him a formal contract. And he's like, um, yeah, I can't accept it. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's just too big of a risk, you know, because the project, you know, basically, basically there was too much code. It wasn't necessarily the best of shape, you know, because I had done like a lot of, I definitely incurred some technical debt. I'd done stuff in the shortcut way just to get stuff going, and so I actually had to convince him to come on. I was like, Alex, will you talk to him and just tell him that I'm really easy to work with, or just tell him what you tell him what your experience has been working with me, and I was like, so finally was able to convince him. So he is, um, he has turned out to be amazing mm-hmm. full stack guy so he looked at the code and he's like he's like basically like we got to refactor this thing because i was talking about fixing bugs and he's just like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i don't even know how a lot of this stuff is working because it wasn't done there was no arm it was just a ton of seek sequ- i mean i had organized stuff pretty well but it wasn't done using this the, the most modern JavaScript, the node.js you know uh, patterns and libraries and so he spent the past, I don't know, six to eight weeks just refactoring the whole thing top to bottom, which was a ton of work. In which he got he got all that done. And the code the code the created. So I he so I you know, create, set up the issues on GitHub, knocks out issues. I check I check out the code. He commits the code every day. I check the code. We're back and forth on Slack. We never talk. We just Slack and it's just great. And I check with him and I'm like, so and the great thing about he's in the Ukraine. The great thing about the Ukraine is He's coming online right as I'm falling asleep. So he's like, hey, Jason, I'm just getting to sit down at my workstation and start it. And I could say, hey, you need a thing for anybody you know, He's a like, guy. Oh, so I think is he
0: full time for you now as well? Or yeah. is, is he doing, okay, yeah.
1: So two of them are full time. So he's, he's, uh, and again, you know. Well, do you mind saying his right? I'd rather not say that kind sure, of stuff. Tough. But he, I don't, Okay. it's it's a lot cheaper than if you're paying someone in the States, right? Yeah. And he is fantastic. So I was like, wow, I was like two for two. Like, the first one, each one, have just turned out to be exactly what you would hope for if everything worked out.
0: Yeah, that's lucky.
1: That is lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh...
0: I don't want to say that that's going to keep happening.
1: I don't know. I, you know, I just... <laughs> well, you talk to people and you get a sense of- I mean,
0: maybe you've got a good... Maybe you've got a good strategy, you know, the way that you're looking at Upwork. I mean, the good thing about Upwork is you get a lot of data. But the one problem is, is these great people, like, I'm... That's why I said he full-time. I'm surprised that you can find someone... Who's that high quality to do code for you and to be full time? Because normally they're just they've got a lot on already. They're they're the ones being used.
1: Yeah, well, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have to give them some upside, and I'm gonna incorporate after the new year. And, <coughs> I was gonna ask you that. Like, yeah. are you are
0: you gonna do something like that? Yeah, I mean, the whole point people of giving you upside options? is
1: not just. I mean, look, it's not just being altruistic. It's like you pull people in and say, look, you know, for your vest stick around, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. and it gives them incentive to stick around. I mean, you know, when Travis gave me equity, it wasn't just because he was being a nice guy. He's like, look, I need you to, you know, we need you around, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the reason people that's why people do that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to, because they're both A players and, 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 and they're not always easy to find. And. You know it's just been it's, it's just, definitely not easy to find yeah. and it's a night it's a night and day now our, our right. the, the the pace at which we move like i could probably i could probably write down if i just sat down for like a day and wrote down like you know 50 issues and things that i wanted done and coded and i wrote down a bunch of just ballpark here's the kind of things i want to do alex content wise and disappear for six weeks would you matter I could just literally disappear and when things would just keep moving. That that's, sounds
0: very, that's perfect.
1: That's where you know you're going when you just disappear, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, this is the advice that Rob Walling was telling us the first time we ever heard of him or spoke to him. You know, mm-hmm. it's like outsourcing is is how it works. You've
1: got to delegate. Yeah, I was really skeptical of the software developer. I was like, you know, because it's so complicated. There's so much <coughs> on the back end. There's so much on the front end. I was just like, yeah, you know, and I knew it, but, you know, it did take time to get it it the stuff refactored. You know, I didn't have to teach him anything. I explained a couple of things, you know, in, in a little bit of Slack, but basically by allowing him to refactor it, now he knows everything. It's like he, he mentally owns it. It's not like he mm-hmm. has to poke around and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. He wrote, rewrote everything. So now I can just say, hey, you want to do X, Y, and Z.
0: It also goes to show you don't need a lot of people to build big, you know, this is something that um, my CEO was talking, uh, Charles uh, was talking with me about. He was saying that if this is something that I should probably talk about on Forbes is the fact that in today's in in today's economy and just the tools and the different things you can build these big companies with just tiny teams you know Mm -hmm. you can get so much done with a tiny team these days
1: yeah you just got to get high quality people and get them all working hard and focused on it yeah yeah um yeah so i'm just amazed i think yeah i think so this year is going to be a is going to be a big year for the software and the platform because i i want to try i'm hoping this to if things work out. I'd like to be able to start having uh, something online that people can start using. So, how are you March. getting like if you he's not created new features yet? Uh, right now we're uh fixing bugs, so we, we refactor it now. I'm at the bug fixing phase bugs that have been sitting around for like the last year that people are complaining about, you know, and now starting to knock out a bunch. Of, oh, actually, I would say, oh no, we actually are there are some new features, they're not fully like here's a UI thing, it's just like I That's want to say, like,
0: how are you like, you're gonna have to get that down the mockups. You know going through that whole process of new features is kind of different to what's to yeah, face you're so at.
1: I'm um right now what I do is I take screenshots and I make adjustments to it and I circle things and say this, you know, they, that's how sometimes I point out bugs, you know, uh, yeah, features. right, yeah, but in yeah, in terms of the UI stuff, so I really need to get at some point I may need to get a UX person, yeah, to just that's spend exciting. time with that. I mean, I don't know, how do you do it?
0: Well, I do the I do all our UX, so
1: so then you just send it to them like you send a bunch of you send a mock-ups or what do you do yeah do everything in mock-ups that that software that i showed you yeah it was just a website mock-ups. The website mock-ups yeah but i i don't i don't
0: just do it i design it and mock it up at the same time so i give them basically high fidelity mock-ups i i it's pretty much exactly what i want it to look like right so so that's that's the reason why our site and we do get a lot of compliments on it mm-hmm. you know um so the problem with the, with if just mock-ups is then you're just going to get something that looks pretty shitty like yeah
1: yeah you know, well i so i'm kind of at this phase where i haven't redesigned it yet so yeah. i'm waiting I'm, we're also gonna wanna, i want to i want to really redesign the thing right now it's and because we actually that's something i need to respond on slack to him because he's like hey like we're, we need to kind of refactor the some of the front end code and move it over to like angular or something because right now it's just all like vanilla js stuff and but I'm like I'm kind of thinking of you, JS, I, and I'm I mean he 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 knows Angular really well. I don't think he knows React, but he doesn't know Vue. But I'm kind of, for me, I feel like Vue is the is is the new. Is I think Vue,
0: Vue a lot of good things about Vue. What you, have you been using it right? I've I haven't used I haven't used it, but I've I've looked gone through the tutorials. It's super easy. It's I, I think it's the kind of thing we would make. It's it's very simple. Not, like,
1: more like double dollar.
0: No, it's not double dollar. No, <laughs> no, it's not double dollar. Not double dollar, no, but no, no, no. it's just, it's, it's, it's well done. It's well done. And but it's, you guys don't use it's it. It's very well received. We don't use Vue. What do you use? Um, we don't use anything use like that. We dollar. <laughs> no, because, we, because we, we just don't need to. I mean, we just use regular, I mean, basically we use Laravel and just normal templates. It's super, it's super simple the way that we do it.
1: Because you don't really have any, a lot of single page stuff. It's Yeah, like exactly. Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sort of debating on what to do with that, but that's, I need- the,
0: same, that's the same with Nugget, by the way. I've kind of, I, I did a lot of looking at, thinking about moving to Vue, but I just realized, you know what? It's just so simple and easy to create pages and like just have the JavaScript that they need, you know? Right. It's just so easy. It's and like just what? keep everything self-contained and so think about it in an object kind of way.
1: You Mean just each this JavaScript, just a page.
0: Yeah. JavaScript for a page. So I just load. I just have a bit of JavaScript that works for that page, and that as I'm as I'm popping out the pages, if I see anything that's like, oh, I keep doing that across a few pages, then I just put it into a central library. Yeah, just makes it easy.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm debating that now right now if, if whether it would I, because it could be we have a lot of pages and it just could be a big pain in the butt moving everything over and. Well, but but here's the thing, if you if you are what one thing I can definitely tell you is. If you
0: plan on having a team, like more than one guy, like you want to do Vue,
1: <laughs> but you you have a team,
0: yeah. But but that's because that's because we don't we're not building a single page web app
2: mm-hmm.
0: or anything like it. Like it, like I, I was, everything is so super simple. But yeah. if we would if we were building a single page web app, you would definitely want to do that.
1: Well, mine's just a single page web app either. I mean, there are pages that do. Do some stuff, but it's it's not. It's re- I mean, but, but you'll know like you're you're using Node.js. I mean, yeah. So
0: you've so that the kind of the premise of the way the app's going to work is through real-time communication.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why you need something like that. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. I mean, I may hold him off for a little bit. Okay. But um, let me see if there's anything else I want to say. Um, because other guys coming in are just going to the, the way his reaction where
0: you had to convince him. You're just going to get that same problem with new guys coming in. Because, especially, you know, but they'll be the front end guys. So you'll have this nice back end. It'll all make sense. And then this front end will be this kind of spaghetti. And everyone will be like, uh, no, you're all right. I'll go and work on this project over here. Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, not sure. Well, I mean, I, I'm, gonna, I'm cleaning up the code on the front okay. end as well. So I'll clean it up quite a bit. Um, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to decide. So he, but he's a full stack guy, so he can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely, I definitely need. There's definitely needs to be a lot of a uh, UI. Work. I mean, it needs to be redesigned. It Maybe just... he refactors
0: it, and then you can come in and start tinkering with it, so you don't have to do all the groundwork and spend all that pain in the ass time of learning it. You know.
1: Yeah, no, that's true.
0: Because you'll be able to tinker with it really fast.
1: That's true. Hey, so how are we doing on time? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're,
0: I mean, this we've we recorded enough. What's okay. that? You What's that? You're tapping right there.
1: Oh, my Fitbit. Oh, Fitbit! You've a Fitbit, don't you? No, I don't. You I did not know have... that.
0: You're, so you're doing you're you're Jason the self quant.
1: Well, I one of the reasons I was interested. So Sandy has one, and she could see how much she slept, how well she slept. Like it oh, monitors yeah. your sleep, I all that oh, it that. It does. I, I was really interested in that. So one thing I've discovered is I actually don't sleep very much. I think I average about six hours and maybe six and a half hours a night over the past you know six weeks. I don't. Yeah, the, what that you know, mean? average. So you've just weeks. it I don't for six know. weeks? You know, it says that you should sleep seven and a half, seven, seven and a half hours eight or so. I'm I'm like I don't know. I mean it's I mean I can look you I can look it on my iPhone. That just so you have to tap it? No, well that'll just tap through it. So it show me the time, how many calories I've burned today, stairs I've taken, how many years i you know, this is Do you find that it makes
0: you so? be, you know, better? Like do well, more? Well,
1: yeah, one thing I do do is I look at the steps. So yeah. is like how many any calories I burn? So I try and shoot. You know, like I was vacation. Have it has been bad, but I shoot between thirty, you know, thirty-three hundred to thirty-five hundred calories burned a day. Um, and i what I've noticed, is I burn a lot of calories just walking back and forth to school or back and forth to the gym. So I started walking to the gym mm. instead of driving to the gym. And it's you know, it's like a twelve-minute walk or whatever, fifteen-minute mm. walk. It's, it's 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 far enough that you think you could drive or could walk it's kind of right in that sort of range where it seems it's a little lazy to drive maybe but it's time (laughs) a little more time efficient yeah yeah but um now i'm like screw it i'm gonna get in my steps because i get in like 1800 steps each way you know
0: that's nice what 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 model is that whatever the
1: you know more recent it's not the it's like another one that's like the ionic or something which like more like a water resistant we could go swimming in this i mean it's water-resistant, but it's not waterproof. I wouldn't go swimming in it, but, you know. And you got it six weeks ago, you said? Maybe a longer than that. Sandy got it for me. Oh, okay. um, I, maybe, it's, maybe it's two couple months or something. But it, it it definitely has me focus more on how many steps I'm getting in a day. You know, because then you start, all of a sudden when you're counting it up, you're like tenth I try and get at least 10,000 steps a day.
0: I like the look of it. Normally those things, I, I just like, oh God, I'd never wear that. It doesn't oh, look cool pretty, enough. Pretty But small. it looks a little bit like something from future man or something like that like (laughs)
1: that's funny so are you doing uh are you doing so you're still doing the um super slow i do do super slow
0: like religiously hey that's good i went through a phase of like swimming every day um like for two weeks but i guess about a week ago i kind of stopped so the way that i got my head around that period was i was like okay it's part of my work like part of my day job is to swim like so i made a point of just that's the first thing I did every day. I'd go down and swim, um, but then I got into developing, you know, nugget and just really started, you know, jamming on that, and that was what. Lost took me out it of again. It. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the in three week. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <So sucks. laughs> the three week limit. <clears throat> it's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to get yourself to into new habits. I'm. Does that do your heart rate? Yeah. Okay, I think yeah. I'm gonna get one. Yeah, it does everything. It does all that? Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know how much it costs, but that was pretty cool. Um, But for me, the most interesting one, I mean, the steps, I like the steps thing and the calories thing, but I really like checking my sleep, Mm. you know, because there were some times I was getting like five hours sleep a night, four and a half hours sleep a night. And, you know, sometimes I didn't even notice, but even Phil pointed to me, he's like, you do pretty well when you don't get any sleep because I would not get enough sleep. And so I would able to, you know, I don't know if, I don't think it's just like good for me, but I could actually get through the neck. I I could function pretty well i'm uh, no, no, not a lot of sleep and do you Which is probably not good because then i fool myself into thinking that's fine but it's probably not
2: does
0: it where do you look at the the stats like for the sleep stats um that's on your phone is it
1: yeah yeah so you, you just have the fitbit app so it's bluetooth connected so if i um if i go to here and i look at that see here Hold a on, new, come on a new there. there we a go shattered. there we go yeah i just dropped that last week um, yeah. Oh, that's a whole another story I got to tell you about. So, um, see here. So, if I say, "Here's right, yeah. how'd you sleep?" So, I think I slept a lot last night. Did I? Even last. How night. does it know if you're sleeping? It just looks. It's, it's on. I guess it tracks your heart rate, and how much you move. I guess. Oh, okay. So, I only slept four, four five hours and fourteen, five hours on fourteen minutes last night. What the hell! I really
0: feel that if I if I have like a decent night's sleep. Oh I no! Am...
1: There we go nine hours Nah, no i knew i slept a lot last night so this was sunday yeah so i slept nine hours and 27 minutes Well, oh, that's major I, that was a big sleep last night so i guess that made up for that's the longest i've slept since i've had this thing yeah you see here another like sunday eight hours 52 minutes so like my sundays so sometimes and I guess, you know so it's like there's one day i get like this big push of like eight or nine hours yeah i got the basis
0: when that first came out it was one of the first ones of yeah, these yeah i remember of things. you talking but about the that. thing about it is is it was just so big and clunky i, I hated wearing it but that this, one this is
1: small looks
0: like you just wouldn't even notice it
1: yeah colby colby won on once he got one sandy got him on one because he was always it,
0: oh same as that his is okay blue but yeah other nice. than that he's the
1: same so he's always tracking his um yeah. but just you, to say hey i've always taken the stairs now instead so of the elevator mm-hmm. i'm always like let's walk You know like yesterday we we took the kids to go see justice league and then grab dinner and i'm like uh let's walk why do we drive yeah that's good you know it just gets you but just sometimes that little extra you do every day adds up you know because a little bit that you do don't do every day is how you gain weight is there any like family functionality of it i don't think so but there might be things you can join in groups or whatever right right so i was gonna tell you um you know i do I to drop the phone so about a week and a half ago, I don't know what it was. Two weeks ago, we went to Colby's football team. They made it to the. Um, they lost the city championship. They came in second in Los Angeles, which is still really good. But that made they qualified them for the for the Western Regional playoffs. So we went to Phoenix mm. to um, for that game. And so we're in Sandy's car, and it broke down in middle of nowhere, in like the desert. Right off, right, but over, but right near an overpass. But a light came on, and then the thing just died. And so we had to get it called AAA and have them tow us. So here's the thing: it was um, the light came off, just flickered on, and then went off. And it turned out what it was is like it was out of coolant, and we had no knowledge beforehand. And so the engine seized. And so we had to, we had to rent a car, we had to rent a truck to go the rest of the way to Phoenix that night. And then we <laughs> had to. Oh, well, here's the funny: so the guy who picks us up. This guy picks up. in the middle of nowhere. He was a real life Mater, you know, from like Cars. Do you ever see Cars, the the Van movie? No. Oh my god. So he's like he's like this. People were listening to the oh, show. Oh yeah him. yeah 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 sorry yeah no Mater Mater like, right?
0: Like I you mean the one with a real heavy accent?
1: Yeah 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 exactly. Yeah. He sounded just like that. Okay. Super nice. Wow, we a good you know. And hey everybody. So Cindy calls. She's like she's like she's like, well, we have uh, three kids. We have five we got He's like, yeah, hey, well, I got a I got a. It was a big back, but I think we're we'll just be fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we're like, no way, you know. And then we're in the car, and he is trying to call his friend. Um, oh God, what was his name? It was like uh, Taco. Taco was his. Uh, was his uh, man? Awesome. Taco picking up. Taco was picking up. He's like, and he's trying to call on his phone, but he's weaving all over the road because he's trying to call Taco. <laughs> You and go. we're like, and I'm in the front seat, and I don't even have a seatbelt because I couldn't find it. And I'm just looking at Sandy, and so he's looking at me, and we're like, "Holy <laughs> shit, we're gonna so we're, die. we're in the middle of nowhere. It's like dark. It's nighttime. It's like eight o'clock at night." And, and that was when you dropped the phone. No, no. Well, no, I would just say it uh, later <laughs> when we got to Phoenix. I did, but I just reminded right. me the whole story. So we're <laughs> driving with this guy Mater in you know middle of nowhere, and I was like, he has this really strong like Southern accent, but we're in California, right? So I'm like or Arizona, I guess, at that point. And I go, oh, maybe we're still in California. Maybe Blythe. This is outside of Blythe, which is in California. So I go, I go, are you from around these parts? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, just down from down by the river. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's <laughs> like, it's they like talked down by the river. That was so funny. <laughs> it's like, Stane and I. it was it was so great. I mean, he was the nicest guy, but it was such a character that it was like, it's like almost like somebody used him to create mater <laughs> you know like how, why would somebody out in the middle of like the southwest or out in the, in the west in the desert sound like they're from the south somewhere? that's hilarious so funny so um but yeah i dropped the phone when we were in phoenix and i was just like so sad because i've had this phone for two years and it got all cracked and
0: well you know you get the new screen replaced and it's fine
1: yeah in fact there's a place down on uh holly i'm gonna go i'm gonna get the battery this too. Is, that, that's the one wait holly the one that I, the
0: one that I've used multiple times, um, and this is a, this is a replaced screen right okay, here, is Okay. Um, is the one that's uh, you where you know where Cross Campus is on Raymond? Yeah. So just you take you you know that little side street there. Yeah, it's called Holly. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one where I used to work. At. I mean, yeah. that's where Colby, where i Phil and I our first office was. But there.
0: One thing, when I wear sunglasses, I can't read this screen.
1: Oh, it's a different screen? It's like
0: the polarization of it is going against the grain. Mm. So when you look at it, it just looks black through any kind of glasses, sunglasses. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really annoying. So I have to turn the screen sideways to be able to look at it. Do you have a pair of sunglasses right here? Uh, not in here. Oh, if you did, I could show you. Oh, well. So, yeah, that's not
1: cool. We'll check that out in a minute when we, when we leave. I'll, I'll so, leave. like, to ask them about that,
0: because say, look, I don't want a screen where I can't see it <laughs> with sunglasses. Right.
1: That's a good point. <laughs> How much does it cost? Yeah, that's like 100 bucks. Yeah, I'll probably get that replaced. So, yeah, so our Sandy's car, we were trying to figure out whether to get a new car or not because Sandy's like... Tesla! Well, we, Sandy wanted to get a... Uh, you know, because we take the kids skiing and snowboarding, you know, uh, so you want a bigger uh, thing. Model X. What? Model X. Oh, we want something big. We have, we have we have five people in our family. You can and fit skis, seven in a Model X. Skis and snowboards and all that stuff. You put them on the roof. There's a roof rack. Yeah. I don't know. So oh. we were looking at a Suburban or an Escalade or okay. something like yeah. that. But we realized how expensive those were. I'm just like, I think we need to hold off just a little bit longer. So we're just having her car, her get the engine replaced, which is costing like a bank. You can get that out of next year's Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And I'll, yeah, I guess so. But uh, so we're the thing was, too, is she's like, you know, those things are great for long trips, but they suck for driving around town. Yeah. I mean, totally. it was nice having the kids have so much space. And actually, the Suburban we rented in Phoenix to get back, it had two DVD players, one for the second row and for the third <laughs> row. And the kids are back there watching their dad, like, this is. They love it. Well, you is can is split great. Colby and the girls up. Yeah, probably a, watch different oh ones. exactly. We did. So it was great. And when it was the, the the kids. So, But again, like trying to farm parking spaces for a Suburban or an Escalade or a Yukon or whatever the hell, those, those giant ones, is just a pain in the butt so sandy's like well really i want it a small car and a big car i'm like sweetheart
2: <laughs> like
1: we got yeah actually we, she she wasn't serious but it's like there's no way we only have two parking spaces at our condos so there's no way that's happening anyway so what anyway, yeah. do i think that's probably good for yeah. a show right all right that's a wrap we're out